Michelle's jamming on the motherfucking bass. Look at her go. Oh, yeah. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. Slapping and moving my hand up and down. Looks like, like you're jerking off a giant horse cock. I was going to say I have a big shot em gun. Shot em gun? To shoot em up. Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast. I am Sam. I'm Michelle. Hi, everyone. We're back. We are back. We are back. We're here. We didn't really go anywhere. No. Because I'm not allowed to go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I am on house arrest currently. We've actually figured out that you have a much wider range than what we initially thought you would, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I could probably skate in the street if I wanted to. But not just that. Uh, You can go to the shed. You can run out to your van if you need to. Oh, yeah. My buddy, Ken, he had Nazi rules. To his house arrest, where he couldn't even really go off his back porch. I can go anywhere on my property. It's nice. And today, we went grocery shopping, because I get two hours to do that. Yeah, something that Sam doesn't usually want to even partake in. Fuck no. Usually, if I go to the grocery store, Sam will do anything he can to not go. Or if I go, I just walk around with like a shit look on my face, like... Just kind of meandering and... Kind of just irritated immediately by everything because you feel like you have no purpose to be there when, like, it's true. you complain about, how oh, there's no food in the house, but then, like, refuse to, <laughs> to fucking, like, buy things that you would want to eat. And yeah, have. I'm an easy person to get along. <laughs> but guess what I got today? Since I'm not allowed to smoke pot anymore. I can't wait. CBD oil, everyone. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it doesn't uh, get you in, in trouble, trouble or anything. I think it'll be fine. Hopefully it'll be fine. I know it's already starting to take the edge off because I've been quite a moody little bitch. Turns oh. out THC keeps me level. Well, and probably the CBD in it as well that you get. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been moody as fuck, and it's been... I'm not feeling good about it. I hate it. It's like every... It's just like constant yelling about stuff. <laughs> um Like, I... All, and I'll tell an example, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything, but like, I bought... Us food. Yes. And it ended up being pricey because we eat out all the time and everyone just keeps raising their prices and raising yeah, their prices. Absolutely. And it, it was expensive to have food delivered to us. And Sam, you did not like the quality of the food that you received. No, and I still feel like it was shit quality. And you were still hungry. So I was like, I have some frozen chicken strips that you've liked in the past. Um, you can have those if you want, like, since you're still hungry, like trying to help you come up with a solution. And then I don't know what it was, but like you dumped them out onto the thing to put them in the oven. And then like, you're already bitching about like, about how things just aren't good enough or whatever. Like things aren't right. And I don't know what you were talking about. I don't know if it was the quality of the chicken strips. Mm, No, I wasn't talking about the chicken strips at all. But you were like, I was still bitching about the the place we ordered from. Okay, so I didn't know, but I was like, even when I'm providing solutions and trying to like handle this and help him, he's still constantly yelling, yelling, yelling about everything (laughs) and not even specific thing. I mean, just like about how the way the world works and how like people cheapen things, the quality of things and then raise the prices, which sucks, but they do it. I'm still... I still pissed about that shit. Or the fact that they had a price worked in where it came with a sandwich and a bag of chips, and then when they removed the bag of chips, the price went up. Yeah, on the bullshit. sandwich, like it doesn't make sense because wasn't that worked in before, and now it's just I extra so. I might that be you're wrong pocketing. About that. I might be wrong about that. They might have taken a little bit of money off. I feel like I feel like it was six something, and now all of the sandwiches are seven or up. Yeah, yeah, I just get. 
I get irritated real easily. Anything can happen. It's just a small minor inconvenience, and my first initial reaction is to go, God damn it, fucking bullshit. And so <laughs> um, I don't like that stress. No. The animals don't like that stress. No. But the animals can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been dog slash house sitting slash whatever I need to. Clarence likes that she came in to see me. She, she heard me to scream. She thinks something's wrong. Hi. <laughs> or she just remembers that you're here because she hears you freaking out. Yeah. And she's like, do you need me to comfort you? Because yeah. I'm a dog and that's what I do. Do I need to comfort you because a shampoo bottle fell over in the shower and then drove you, <laughs> drives you crazy? <laughs> in time. In time. That won't, that won't be such a problem. No, it's all my stuff, too. Oh, really? Yeah, if it was my choice, we'd have a rack built in where things sit in nicely and stay. Yeah. Like into the wall. I know we don't like those extra cage things that like stick to the side of the wall or that go on the actual like shower, shower faucet. If I yeah. had my choice, it'd be a shelf built into it <laughs> with like a little bar that keeps everything nice and in place. But anyway, this podcast is not about bitching about things. But I mean, we're just explaining how it's been since the last time <sighs> that me. we've... Talk to you, and it's been pretty fucking intense. Yeah. All the time, Sam's just intense. He's screaming at everything. <laughs> screaming, and then Michelle stays the night somewhere else. I apologize for everything <laughs> and to everyone. I'm a testy, testy boy. I was testy before, but at least I could get stoned and it would fucking calm take me down. the edge off somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Please but stop licking the floor, Miss Clarence. Hey. Hey, stop licking the floor. You can stay in here. Just don't lick the floor. You can stay. It's okay. She's a. What dumb. are you fucking eating off the floor? She licks carpet. It's like, it's like remnants of cat litter or something. Yeah, oh yeah, it's she's disgusting. Like, mm, it's got shit on it, but it doesn't. Now she's looking at me like I'm not a shit eater. Yeah, you're a total shit eater. You're a total shit eater. You're a fucking piece of shit eater. <laughs> you eat your own shit. So I'm I'm inhaling the CBD now, and I already feel like it is taking the edge off. And we talked about how we both have an oral fixation. We do. I, we both like I, sucking I, dick. Yeah, can't stop. I've <laughs> I've been biting my fingernails for as long as I can remember. So it's like, oh, me too. I like. I used to chew on my hair when I was younger. Yeah. So this is just nice to have something back that's normal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, welcome to the Couple of Critics podcast. Welcome. What do we do here, Michelle? So, what we do is uh, we are pretty really into music and media. Um, I say music because that's mostly what we do here. Um, but we're on pretty different ends of the spectrum. If you've listened to previous episodes, feel free. We have over a year's worth at this point. Yeah, um, we do. But we share our musical interests typically with each other, and then we talk about it. And uh, this one's an easy one. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, I chose... So we, we have this ongoing thing on this podcast. Absolutely. Where... To us, Weird Al is so important. I thought that this was not going to be happening. No, we said there's going to be one at the beginning and one at the end. And there okay. was the one at the beginning. Okay. So <laughs> we're really Weird Al people. We've seen him in concert together. Sam has seen him as a child with his mom. I absolutely. Grew up with him my, my entire life. parents saw Weird Al in concert. Like, he's just been ingrained because of our p- parental influences, I assume. Yeah. In our lives forever. Forever. As far back as I can remember, yeah. my parents uh-huh. enjoyed Weird Al. Um, it, and I, I know my mom likes Weird Al, or liked Weird Al, but I think it more so came from my dad, because he's always just naturally like the sillier one. Yeah, yeah, he's goofy. So I, I think, I, I'm, I, I feel like it comes more from my dad, but I know that it was just a thing, because I feel... 
I, th- I think that one of my cousins or multiple cousins have said that they've heard like Weird Al and the monkeys and things like that. And they think of my dad. It makes sense. Your dad is out of his brothers and sisters. He's the goofiest one. Mm-hmm. Most, he's like he's lighthearted. The, he's the most silly. He's He seems like the boy of mm-hmm. the group, even though Little I don't Jimmy. think he is the youngest, is he? No, but he's the second. So, but he youngest. seems like the youngest. He's still. the youngest boy, and then Ruth, Ruth Ann. Ruth, Ruth is the youngest. Ruth Ann. My, I think the thing is with Weird Al and parents and kids, it's one of those things where like you can both enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, why yeah. my mom listened to it because I would enjoy it and she could enjoy it. So yeah, one of my best friends. Um, and I've got a problem with this. He thinks so. Sharon, for example, of my two main best friends, Sharon grew up in Mormon, but she was able to listen to Weird Al because it's clean enough. I knew a couple Mormons who listened to Weird Al. Yeah, and then Bobby, my other best friend, um, didn't grow up. I would say isn't as. I mean, he's kind of silly, but in a different way. Yeah, he's not Weird Al silly. He's not. Wholesome, yeah. stupid for stupid, no. goofy for goofy. When it comes to a lot of the same type of like comedy stuff, we're often not on the same page. Sometimes we are, but sometimes we're not. There's definitely an overlap, but there's definitely a lot of, if it's a Venn diagram, there's a lot that's in your own circle. He has given me so much shit for liking The Office, and it makes me want to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> the Office has genuinely good jokes. I agree. Sure, it's popular, but it has good jokes. But he's he can watch um, Parks and Rec over and over and over, and it's in and the same I, boat. Yeah, it's it not that far off. on the same fucking network yeah. at the same time frame. Like, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so he has always considered Weird Al hacky, and a lot and, of people do, which is bullshit. Which is insane because even though it is clean and can appeal to Mormon children. It's clever. Yeah, very clever, if you ask me. It's so clever, and I give so many props to Weird Al, which is why I've not stopped listening to him as an adult. No, neither of us have stopped. No, I I listened to every new... I bought his last album that came out. Was that Alpocalypse? No, it was uh, Mandatory Fun. Oh, yeah, Mandatory Fun. The poster we have right there, the flag, yes. It's actually a flag. Because we went to go see that tour, didn't we? Mm -hmm. It's a good show. Very good. That was Sharon. Uh huh. Yeah. And her ex husband. Yeah, it was a good show. Mm-hmm. It was a very good show because that was my first Weird Al show. You're, is it your only? And it was. Yeah, it yeah. was my only. Yeah, you need to go again. I, I agree. It would have been cool to go to that No Strings Attached or whatever with the symphony. Mm-hmm. And the one before and that, where before he did that. the like more rarities and uh-huh. the least, the less popular stuff, and no like costume switches and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just. Here's the songs. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fucking killer. That would have been so nice. Yeah. But Weird Al has always been a part of my life. And for me, I listened to early Weird Al. I was, because of what my dad had, he had records. So I listened to actual vinyl records of Weird Al was my childhood. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. that mm-hmm. Tapes. No, it was actual vinyl. That's my, cool. My dad had, uh, he had even worse and he had the original the uh, first album self-titled that looks like overnight sensation on the cover from Frank yeah, Zappa. i guess i didn't even think about that oh yeah that's what it was inspired by god it makes sense fucking right so i chose even worse this was al's fifth album fifth fifth wow studio like album because he had already done like the um 
UHF oh, really? soundtrack. And then there was another, like, it was a not permanent vacation because that was the Aerosmith album, but it was permanent something. A box set oh, that okay. he came out with. Oh, I didn't know that. So, and uh, then he did Polka Party, which was his fourth album. And that, I guess, was just like a huge fucking failure. Critics hated it. A lot of fans regard it as being the worst huh. album. Um, and then on April 12th, 1988, I was wow. two years old yeah. and so were you. Yes. Uh, he released Even Worse, which is very, it's just 80s based. For me, I knew a lot of these songs by the Weird Al versions before I knew the actual versions of mm-hmm. songs. So that's something that I kind of wanted to stay true to with this. So I want to, I mean, that'll be brought up, I think, a handful of times because we do have some examples of uh, actual parodies because Weird Al is known for his parodies, but he his lesser known pastiches, which... Pastiche, which I've never heard used until him. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I've... I've I've looked this up. I, I know this word because of Weird Al. Mm-hmm. So a parody is where you take a song and you basically rewrite like funny lyrics to it. And you're like, this is my take on this. It's more like a like a poke fun. A pastiche is kind of more like an homage to like more in the style, style. of yeah. versus taking a song and just changing the lyrics, but keeping the same total the tone, musical layout. The feel. And really just... And one thing that's awesome about Weird Al is that he has a band. It's the same band that's been with him forever. And uh, they actually learn the songs as close as they possibly can. Yeah, that's to, the shit. And it's they, it's awesome. They don't just pay the company to get the, you know, they could have just paid the company to get the masters and just, hey, just give it to us and I'm just going to re-record the lyrics. Instead, he sits, they Total sit there recreating. and they recreate them to the tone exactly like mm-hmm. They'll change the snare tone. They'll change the guitar tone. They probably use different instruments to mm-hmm. get that tone. That's so fucking cool because that takes so much more work that he he didn't have to do. And speaking of the tones and the instruments, I think that Weird Al has become, even though he's still goofy, he's kind of a little more serious now about what he's doing. And I mean that in the sense that, like instrument wise. In the 80s, he was more willing to just kind of throw in silly sounds here and there. Yeah. Just kind of randomly. Like burps and farts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's, you know, a little closer to me. Because, again, I, I'm more early Weird Al, and you're more middle career Weird Al. Yeah. Like 90s. Yeah. So I'm definitely more 80s. You are more 90s. Yeah. And then, I mean, I still, I was like Bad Hair Day and stuff like that. But there was a, a, a chunk of a few albums in there where I wasn't. As into it, uh-huh. I think even worse was the first album I owned by Weird Al, like that okay. was my introduction. Okay, and then I didn't get earlier Weird Al albums like in 3D until much later. See, and I didn't really have access to that either. It was just what my dad had. So for mm-hmm. me, it was the first album and the fifth album really heavily in my childhood. And then uh, I feel like I'm like out of breath. I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking so much. But I'm so excited about Al. <laughs> I am. But I did watch the Saturday morning show that oh, yeah. he had religiously. It's the Weird Al show. Oh, yeah. He had Hanson on once. He did have Hanson on. Well, he worked with Hanson a bunch, didn't he? Yeah, he directed. He did a, a video? A video. He was later in another video where he. You don't even like. You have to know Al to know it's him because he's not like up front. He's just kind of like off to the side. 
playing an instrument weird in the background. <laughs> but if you know Al, but if you know, you know Al, you're him. like, that's fucking Al. <laughs> you can tell by the way he moves his body. Oh yeah, he can do certain like dance moves that are just his mm-hmm. moves, like the way his body moves, like when he does that kick. Oh yeah, up into the but side. Even the way he like, I don't know. He just has this like shaky thing that he can do with like his hips and his arms that you can just really <laughs> tell that it's him. So um, back to the even worse album. This is the second of two albums that don't have polkas on them. The first album... Oh, shit, I didn't even realize that. The first album, and even worse, the two that I'm most familiar with, don't have polkas. Huh. Starting after this, the next album, after even worse, every album had a polka version after that. It's almost... You almost expected it. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd be like, I wonder what the polkas are going to be this time. Mm -hmm. And it's always... It's usually like... Within the handful of years since he's done the last album, is I mean they're always very current. Oh yeah, polka it's, covers it's what's, usually. It's what's popular? Usually, but he's also in the past. I don't I don't know if it was on Polka Party, but I know he did a whole um like a melody of Rolling Stones songs. Oh, just Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and he did the Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Polka. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, that was many, many, many years after that song was popular. <laughs> yeah. So, but that song's been popular since the day it came out until now. Yeah. yeah. So, that's an, an interesting fact. And it was also produced by Rick Derringer, which we have talked about him quite a lot. He, on one episode. It, well, yeah, one episode for sure. That was the um, Johnny Winters. Episode. That, that goddamn albino ghoul himself. <laughs> and so uh, Rick Derringer, he was in the McCoys, Hang On Sloopy. Um, he did worse versions of Johnny Winter songs. <laughs> or vice versa, I don't know. But he produced Even Worse by Weird Al, which oh. the cover looks dead on. The Michael Jackson Bad oh, yeah. cover, which is interesting because it is Perfect. obviously a take on Bad. Because it's not just Bad, it's even worse. Well, I was going to bring this up. Do you think it's also a play on... The previous record, since you know it was bad, it was supposed to be not as good as his other stuff. So he's saying, "Well, this one's even worse." Here we go. Um, I think it's a good like idea, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was just a take on the bad. Yeah, because I mean, if you look like kind of from afar, it's hard to kind of distinguish between the two if you're not looking at like skin color. And things like that. It is. He's even got like the angle of his shoulders are basically the same. It's, oh yeah, it's exact. Mm-hmm. Dead on. Yeah. It's that dead on recreation thing that Weird Al can do like no one else can do. It's crazy how I, good he's at, at that stuff. I think he's amazing. So I say we go ahead and get into this album Let's once stop again. The album. We did not test the sound. We'll be good. But I think we'll be okay. Um, let's start with Fat, track one. A classic. Let's talk about the video. Oh, yeah. The video, the video is burned is into my mind for as long as I can remember. And it has the... Okay, so many things to say about this. So Michael had the original... He had the set set up, and he let uh, Weird Al use it for free. Oh, so it is the same set. Yeah, because Michael had to... Michael recreated it to film something for Moonwalker. Really? And he, st- it was still up. The construction was, so he let Weird Al use it for free. Okay, so he made the video already. Yeah. Then it got torn down or whatever. Yeah. And then he needed it again for the movie for Moonwalker, and then recreated it. Yeah. And then Weird Al used that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool because it does. It's. I was mm-hmm. wondering about that if they if there was an actual subway or whatever. It was the same, but the 
bad version. The Michael Jackson version was lit much darker. Okay. And then Weird Al's is a lot brighter, and it seems kind of more like it's in the daytime. Yeah, it seems more fun if it's going to be more lighter, too. mm -hmm. But uh, one thing that's great is the very beginning, (laughs) he's in the subway. It's dark, it's black and white, and he is approached by none other than the Fat Boys. Oh, that's the Fat Boys? the Fat Boys. What? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to learn anything today. (laughs) Wow. But it was the Fat Boys. That's the shit. And the beginning, it's so good, the beginning. Yo. Yo, ding Ding dong. dong. Ding dong, yo! <laughs> you ain't fat. You, you ain't, ain't nothing. It's so good. It's that video has been ingrained in my mind for so long, and it's like when I think of this song, I think of that beginning. There's very few songs that I think of like an external thing that they added for the video. Yeah. When I hear the song, I always think of that beginning when I hear the song. In fact, I'm like, why didn't they put that at the beginning of the album? <laughs> well, this was the first single. I do need to go ahead and say that. And um, I guess the Grammys had best concept video in 1988 and 1989. And so it was only given out two years. And the last year, the second year that they gave it out, 1989, Weird Al won for this. That's cool. So Weird Al did win a, a Grammy for the fat video. And I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. That video is better than the bad video. Yeah, that video is amazing. I mean, Weird Al has great music videos, but there's something about when he would do a Michael Jackson video yeah. that I think it was just great. It's I think it's it's two things. One, it's just it's so clever and they put so many like little side things in it. Like when he pulls out the pinwheel when they're doing the air thing, when he pulls off the air conditioning mm-hmm. grate. Or like when he holds up the woo sign, mm-hmm. like that little kind of stuff. But it's also we also knew the Michael Jackson video. It was like Everyone loved that video as well. Everyone loved the Billie Jean video and stuff. So it's just like, you're already giving us something that we liked. And then for a kid, it's like, well, and I like Weird Al more than I like Michael Jackson. So you're giving me exactly what I want. I almost wonder because I don't know. I truly don't. I'm just fucking shooting in the dark here. But because I knew a lot of Weird Al songs prior to knowing the originals, I wonder if... Weird Al helped introduce me to Michael Jackson. Maybe. I don't know. Michael Jackson was fucking huge, so it's really hard to say. I don't think for me, because I remember my mom sitting me down in the, that room over there on the couch to watch the Michael Jackson bad video. See, it I was like a scheduled thing. Like At 9 o'clock, they're going to play the bad video. I don't remember any time not knowing that Michael Jackson exists. Like, yeah, I don't remember true. the time before knowing. I don't remember learning how he had, like being introduced to him. I don't know that that moment at all. I think by the time we were born, he's just ingratiated. Like he's just I feel like he was just, just ingrained. Yeah. yeah. He's just there. It's almost like you're born knowing who he was. <laughs> That's how it feels like for our generation, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um so I do want to play a snippet, of course, of bad. All right. Since it was a parody of that. If the we worst do, version. If we do have <laughs> if we do have an actual other ver- if it's a parody, I think it's worth Maybe playing, you know, what yeah, it is. Because I think there's one on here that I don't think I've heard the original ever. Well, and see, there are pastiches as well. But I think there was one where it did actually give me maybe two, but maybe just one, where it did give like an idea song. Oh. So we will listen to okay. that, that it's not like an actual parody, but where I think they feel like the most, it was most mostly pulled from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's listen to Bad by Michael Jackson, because that's not weird now. Yeah, right. 
was much louder than the... Why did those two guys have to come out and ruin Michael Jackson's name? <laughs> yeah, why did they have to come out about their sexual abuse? Why couldn't they just come in their pants like they did when Michael was touching oh, them? God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this as much as the Weird Al version. I feel that way about so many songs that Weird Al has done. It's almost like the Weird Al one was produced better. Shame on What shame on me? It's just a sound. So he just made it up. Yeah. Old MJ. I'm sure everyone already knew that song. Even if you didn't know Fat. Which I want to talk about Fat for a second. He only still gets away with that song because he's making fun of himself. If it would have been about someone else. Because you're fat. You're yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. Your shadow weighs a 42 pounds. It would have oh, been that like. That line is so good. This is an insult. This, especially nowadays, it'd be like, that's not nice. But since it's about himself, everyone's still like, yeah, I'm fat. It I'm fat. Measures <laughs> on Andy, Andy Richter scale. scale. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he looks felt and wonderful oh, now, man. it's I I've got to put you don't hear Richter very much. No, so uh, if you hear it, you got to throw Andy in there. Do you think when Andy was growing up, if he was a little chubby boy, mm-hmm. those kids were like, "Yeah, I felt when you're walking on the Richter scale, Andy." <laughs> Andy, you are the Richter yeah, scale. Right. When you walk, it feels like an earthquake. <laughs> I mean, at least they had something to work with. <laughs> my sister and my cousins call. They used to say I was as big as a John Deere tractor, so they'd call me John Deere. And there's nothing about me. That like and my name Michelle that correlates <laughs> no. with John Deere. So I mean, as kids can just pull anything out to be fucking nasty. Did you wear a lot of green and yellow? Was that it? No, I just <laughs> love that song by Joe Diffie. Joe, what? You don't know. What is it? <laughs> that was not a joke for you. What uh, is it? And John Deere Green. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. On a hot summer night. Every once in a while. I sang it on another podcast recently, I think. Yeah, but every once in a while at work, they play a country station that plays like older pop country. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I've heard on that. Because that was when I heard that fucking Garth song at one time. The one about Mama's in the graveyard, Dad's in the pen, or whatever. Almost. Mama's in the graveyard, Papa's in the pen. God, what a... (laughs) <laughs> Mama was a looker, Lord, how she shine. Papa was a good one, but the jealous kind. Papa loved Mama, Mama loved men. Mama's in the graveyard, Papa's in the pen. Is it jealous at that point when your wife's just fucking around on you all the time? He fucking killed her. Yeah, but is that jealousy or is it like... I don't th- jealousy in my mind is like... Like, uh, it's something I'm not supposed to have, and I and I want it. The song? It's not when someone agreed to be with you, and they're just fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's not set up like that. There's a whole verse where, well, it was bound to happen one night it did. Papa came home, and it was just us kids. He had a dozen roses and then a bottle of wine. If he was looking too surprised, he was doing fine. I heard a cry from Mama up and down the hall. Then I heard a bottle break against the bedroom wall. That old diesel engine made an eerie sound when Papa fired it up and hit it into town. <laughs> hit it into town. <laughs> so, yeah. What was that other car song you were talking about? He caught her cheating and he fucking killed her and busted the. The kids were there at the house when it happened. And then he's like, I'm out. And then he fucking took <laughs> off. And uh, it says Papa's rig was buried in the local motel. 
So it sounds like he took off in a rage and wrecked and got arrested. And (laughs) it sounded like a fucking horrible mess. Sounds like his wife wanted to feel the thunder. (laughs) She had a need to feel the thunder to chase the lightning from the skies. Which is what I'm going to call your fucking e-juice right now. That's the thunder that you need to feel to chase the lightning from your skies. Yeah. CBD rounding me out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. So um, instead of bringing up Garth Brooks songs all the time, let's get back into this weird let's, album. Let's bring up Dolly Parton songs? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we are not watching that fucking series. Yeah, there's something Sorry, on Netflix that not we were, it was suggested to us. And it's funny because after that had happened, after that was shared with us, my cousin posted that she was going to go home and that's how she was going to spend her night because she just loves Dolly Parton. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not a country boy though, so it I don't, would never be for me. I don't like Dolly's voice. I've never thought that she had a good sounding voice. I don't even know enough about her to have that. All I know is she's got big boobs. That's about it. You've heard her. Yeah, but like... she's She sings, he's alive, Sam. He's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's <laughs> gates are open wide. He's alive! Alright, so let's go into the next <laughs> song. <laughs> this is uh, this is definitely dated because a lot of people don't know who Vanna White is anymore, probably. But people who are listening, she's, still... she's on. But I don't think people are really like. I don't think it's as popular. I don't think Wheel of Fortune is as popular. I feel like it is. But I think with people who are our For age, certain age most people who are our age and older yeah. know who the fuck Vanna White is. Still. Yeah, I bet there's no like twenty year olds going home and being like, I gotta watch Wheel. I gotta see it's Vanna. Still like fifty year old people. Well, I guess. Uh, Sajak had a recent surgery that was kind of unexpected. I'm not, really? I don't know what it was. And she took over for him. Oh, as the host? I mean, yeah, I think that's it's, cool. it's temporary. But well, That's pretty cool, though. They could have got some another dude who just had nothing to do with the show. Wouldn't that have been shitty? Yeah, that's really that cool. She's been there the whole fucking time, and they yeah. would bring someone else in God, to do it. What if they're like, hey, Pat, turns out she's better than you. <laughs> We're going to keep her in that spot, and you're going to be the guy who presses the letters. Or you just stay home and rest, you old fuck. You have enough money. Yeah. It's you're so f- okay. It's so funny that her job... You want to hit play on it while I talk? No, we can finish this up. It's so funny that her job like, kind of became... Nothing. Useless, because it it's just... Obsolete. It's just like a screen. It's a guy in the background just pressing a button. It's not like they set up the... I'm almost positive it's not a touch screen, and she's actually doing anything. I think she just has to be... Yeah. The visual Vanna White. But she used to be very useful. Yeah, she actually turned the letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good times. All right, so we're going to listen to, since you have a little bit of backstory about Vanna White now, if you didn't know, um, this song is Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White. And what I read about this is that this is a pastiche, definitely not a parody, um, but what I think is interesting is that it's a pastiche of 80s hair metal and the two really sug- well, the two suggestions that they gave were Van Halen and Aerosmith. And I don't know much about Van Halen, but listening to it more, I am very familiar with '80s Aerosmith. Yeah, because of my dad. Does it fit? It fits. Oh, really? There are things about it which, again, I think I feel like the Van Halen might be more of like a musical probably, probably influence. More on the guitar, yeah. I don't hear any Van Halen in the singing. Donuts and hot dogs are flying everywhere now. Doctor, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs> this album Was that a Steven Tyler cool. thing? What do you do like? Yeah. The part that I will never forget. I don't know. Is that Van Halen? I have no idea. No, Van Halen's way more like. You've heard fucking running with the devil. It's more like that. Yeah, but I also know. Could this be magic? 
that's not typical Van Halen. Yeah, to me, this fits the Aerosmith. I didn't know it was supposed to be Aerosmith at all. By the way, I want to bring this up. The music right here is very Aerosmith, actually. Yeah, I can hear it. I'm saying. Um, At this time, wouldn't you want to be stuck in a closet with Van White? Like, wasn't she desirable? Yeah, but I think it's the whole idea of you can't sue someone for liable or liable, whatever. Liability? If, if, or like slander or whatever, if they are saying things about you that are completely untrue. So, like, he's just kind of shooting, I mean, just coming up with anything weird yeah, goofy, yeah. for this song. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still thinking, like, you want to be in a closet with Van White? Get a little finger action. He said midget. <laughs> A midget pushes him through a revolving door. Oh my god, some friend the other day posted he moved to Key West recently. I saw one of those today, by the way. What? I saw a little person. Oh, really? Okay. This is more of a And story. I saw his little person daughter. They, This really? person had two kids with someone who we went to school with. Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. M.A.? Yeah. And her, initials? and her younger daughter ended up being... Oh, really? She wasn't very tall herself, either. Um... I remember she, in uh, middle school, she refused to sneeze. So, like, when she sneezed, she'd just go and just, like, hold it in. And I was like, you don't sneeze? No. I was like, do you understand how relieving it is to sneeze? Like, treat yourself here. Sneeze. She used to tell me that I didn't like myself because I was fishing for compliments from people. Really? She had a hard time, I guess, accepting that you could really just, just not have like yourself? self-hatred. And I guess huh. she just didn't understand it. So uh, she was really shitty to me at, at different times. Weird. Um, Otherwise, we were friends. And we're I bet fine. she's a pretty nice person now. Yeah, she's fine. Um, she's nice. This person posted. I o- he said I overheard when he called a midget. Mm-hmm. Overheard a little person talking, and the person said, "Yeah, her vagina is so tight, it's kind of annoying." And I'm a midget saying this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> he overheard it's this. kind of annoying. Yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> probably hurts his dick. Yeah, that's why it's <laughs> kind of annoying. It's a weird way to phrase it. You need to loosen up, girl. <laughs> Imagine overhearing that conversation. It's probably better than a lot of the really ridiculous conversations I hear, which, just kidding, I'm the one who says things that other people hear. He recently moved to Key West from Indianapolis. He's like, ah. He went to Key West for a vacation and then decided I'm not fucking going back. <laughs> I mean, he at least, like, went home to get his stuff. Yeah, he got his stuff, but while he was there, he, like, set up a place to live. He got a job. It's going to be amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. To have, like, the resources to be able to make that life change. Yeah. I mean, he had he had a wife here and an ex, but they got divorced very soon. I think they were married in less than a year. Mm. He was uh, kind of a drunk. So I think he just decided this is the life change I need to be more of a what to get rounded out person. Key West where it's partying all the time. Oh, he's just working all the time now. Said he works all day and then he's got a night job too. Trying to get his life back together. He also had a junk problem for a long time. And sometimes people just move other places because they don't know anybody there so they can get away from that kind of shit and start over your habits. You know, if you're always if you're in this area and there's guys who know that you like the junk, they're going to contact you. They're going to see you. Yeah. They're going to offer you that kind of shit. I just feel like you can find your junk anywhere. Yeah, you can, but if you go somewhere new and you don't look for it anymore, then 
It's mm. not like I go anywhere new and people are like, hey, Sam, you want heroin? I've mm. never been offered heroin. No, but you don't have the urge to find heroin. If you had the urge to find no, it, it I mean, would be easier. but I mean, he's been done for like nine years, but oh. he still had friends that were into it. Yeah. So like he's just getting away. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good job, Shane. You got to start over. You don't listen, but good job, Shane. Yeah, good job, Shane. Um, you we're, mohawk motherfucker. We're going to judge people about their hair? No, I just called him a mohawk motherfucker. Just making sure. So we're going to listen to the next song. This is a parody of a George Harrison song. Uh, got my mind set on you. Uh, this song is... This song's just six words long. Which I have never heard the original. We'll get to it. My... Uh, a, a manager at the place I work at who I do not enjoy. One time I was listening to this album and he came back and he heard me listening to this and at first he thought it was the original. And he looked at me and he was like, yeah! And he gave me a thumbs up. And then he actually heard what he was saying and then his face kind of went like, huh? Come to my child. This is... I like this song because it's... It's a guy who's a musician who heard something and went, oh, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> and if it's George Harrison, you probably expect more, right? Well, and I looked it up. I didn't look it up specifically. It's just I was looking up, like, facts about the songs. And this song actually has twice as many words used than the original George Harrison song. Which the George Harrison song only had like 41 songs or 41 words used in the entire song. Really? And this was like 90 something. I expected it to only have six words. I thought for sure the, the original just went, got my mind set on you. I got my mind set on you. See, that's seven. Well, so is this, he, this song is titled, This Song's Just... But he says this song is just when he sings it. Yeah. So, so is the original Got My Mindset on You? Uh-huh. Okay. So that is six. Yeah, I've always had that problem with this song. I've been like, but no, this is more than six. Because when they <laughs> sing it, they add an extra word. So when they sing it, it's seven, but it's written as six. It's stupid. Goddamn weird out. Get your shit together. <laughs> and George Harrison, he did the same thing George did. A solo, a solo, a solo, a solo. Everyone keeps telling me to watch this new Star Wars show, Mandalorian. Oh, that's what it is. It's a Star Wars show? Yeah. Well, I have Disney Plus if you want to. I kind of do and I kind of don't because I'm not like... I like Star Wars, but I'm not obsessed like other people are. I don't go out of my way to catch things. I think people like it, though. Like I hear that people say it's good. People are saying it's better than the movies that have been coming out. Like It feels more like Star Wars than any movie in the past like 20 years. You should utilize that Disney Plus. Because still, the only thing I've used it for is just Direct 2 back in the habit. (laughs) Have you seen that Baby Yoda picture that keeps showing up everywhere? Is that what that is? With the big eyes and it looks like it's crying or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And it's always like a meme. It's like, the way I look when I ask my mom for blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't like it. But it's not actually Yoda. This this is like, after all that stuff, Yoda's dead. So this is like, you're finding out the race of Yodas, I guess. Dead is Yoda? Dead is Yoda. Dead Yoda is. Dead Yoda is. (laughs) And over and over. Yoda. (laughs) You've never been a Star Wars fan, have you? Have you even seen Star Wars? Yeah. The original? Yeah, I've seen the... I've caught pieces with my dad. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched one in its entirety. Actually, I can confirm that I've never done that. 
Um, it's, it just doesn't. It's not your thing. No. The fantasy and stars. Stuff like that does not appeal to me. No, you don't go medieval. You don't go space. Not real. If it's like real realistic space thing, I think. But if it's like a Star Trek or something. Oh yeah. Then no. But if it's something about like. Like I went and we saw Gravity in the theater. Yeah, and I wanted to. I, yeah. I think I kind of pushed that yeah. more. So I mean, yeah, if but it's I also more realistic, you're not really liking it either. <laughs> it's because I'm kind of like that about a lot of movies. The first time I see them, I don't like a lot of movies the first time. <laughs> it takes a little thought and then maybe a second watch. Yeah, because sometimes I don't always understand things because I I'm a very like innocent oh like innocent minded person when I watch a movie. I'm kind of like. I, I don't I don't think about because you can be like I know how this is gonna end like a half an hour in and I am watching it as they intended the viewer to just be completely dumb to everything and just because that's I I kind of just strip my brain of everything and yeah. I don't always try to figure things out. Yeah, that's true. I am already like calculating and, things and going oh well they're probably this and that's probably that you're and, more investigative and i'm just more like yeah. traditional storyline says that this is going to be this and this and this is already this story from another movie blah mm-hmm. blah, blah blah that's true i am like that mm-hmm. yeah, i don't know why i've always been like that that's but why it's i can interesting. separate myself with like special effects and stuff like mm-hmm. i can watch gore and just be like okay whatever right. sometimes except one time i went to see one of the saws in theater and for some reason at the very beginning they did something really fucked up, and it made me nauseous. I remember getting, like, hot and sweaty, and, like, I thought I was going to puke. That's interesting. And I was like, this has never happened to me. What is going on? Yeah. And then I got over it, and it never happened again, but it was, like, Saul 4, too. I was like, why is this happening? Well. Wow. Those are fucking awful movies, though. If you are interested in getting nauseous again, we're going to listen to Got My Mind Set on You by George Harrison. This is my first time. Here we go. George E.H. Doesn't sound anything like it. I think yeah, this is the tones are completely different. It's like reverb and shit. I think Weird Al got more specific as he went on to like know we're gonna get that exact tone. Ugh. Yeah, but his version is cleaner and sounds better. Yeah, it's cleaner. But I'm saying like, I think if he made it now, he would make it exactly sound like that. Like that's their goal now. Too. Yeah. Recreated. I think like early Weird Al, he was okay with it sounding more like his mm-hmm. Weird Al version, like stripped down, an accordion in it sometimes, and there was never an accordion in something. And that's George Harrison singing, right? Yes. This is solo George. He wrote this. Pretty lame, if you ask me. Not a not a huge Beatles guy though too, so it's like I don't have any. Do you think? Do you think like some people like like solo George Harrison, a solo whatever Beatle, because they like the Beatles and it's just kind of a carryover? Like I loved them so much that I'm still gonna like whatever they do. I think that's part of it, and I think it also just kind of depends on what, how like I don't know what direction you go in. So this is something that was recently brought up by your brother on Facebook. Oh yeah. And I, I, I think he was just doing it to, in, in one way or another to be a shit and, and stir the pot, which, I mean, whatever. That's what social media is. It, it's fun. It's, it's, it's entertaining. It's in the eyes or blood to do that as well. Yeah. So he put something up, and I'm not saying he doesn't believe it, but he said that he, like, John Lennon is the least talented member of the Beatles. Changed mm-hmm. my mind. Um, 
I hate that change my mind shit. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but whatever. So it's up to you to change your own fucking <laughs> mind, dude. It's not my responsibility. I agree. <laughs> and the guy in the picture in the meme looks like he, you can't change his mind. Like yeah, he looks like a prick. There's no convincing he's not an open-minded person. So it's just it's a waste yeah. of time. The way he's holding that cup of coffee and everything. There's like a smirk like on prick. his face. Yeah, it's it's just a confrontational thing. That's it the, the only like, point of it. It almost looks like Jim Jeffries, my little brother. Jim Jeffries show R.I.P. It's done? Yeah, they canceled it. What? Mm-hmm. Huh. I love Jim Jeffries a lot. Hopefully he goes podcast route again, because his podcast was good. His podcast was so good. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. We um, like Jim Jeffries. I'm a, yeah, I do. I like honest people who can be self-deprecating in the sense, but who are just honest to who they are, and they don't really give a fuck, which is why I like Jim Norton so much as well. Yeah. He's very true to himself, and he doesn't give a fuck what you think, and I find, I respect that a lot. And he'll be the first one to make fun of himself. And he'll be the first one to tell you, like, the embarrassing, stupid thing oh, that yeah. he did oh, and yeah. like whatever like, yeah it's the best i, like I love self-deprecating people because it's like you're taking your you're taking your own legs out before anyone else can it's like and you know more about yourself than anyone so you can make fun of yourself better than anyone but you're also like exposing your fault your faults yeah. and the way that you know that's your way of dealing with it and finding a way to not do it anymore it was yeah. by like reminding yourself that like Hey, this is how I am, and I don't want to be like that. And now I told everyone. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm accountable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of how I feel about like sometimes I will say things that I'm feeling that I will later delete because I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. But at the same time, like I am a pretty transparent person, and I do say things that like things aren't always great. I don't pretend that I I don't have this veneer on social media that like everything's great all the time. I'm so happy like all the time. It seems like people that do, they almost have to do that to convince themselves that they're okay. Yeah. You know? I'm just like, I have good moments, and sometimes I don't. Absolutely. But like everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what was the point of that? So, going back to the thing that Bob had shared oh, about yes, the yes. whole John Lennon thing. Um. I remember, back in the day, someone... Uh, old mutual friend. I don't really see her much anymore, but she had asked me who my favorite solo member of the Beatles was like in their solo career. And I said at the time, and I still think, I still think I believe that even though John Lennon was by far the worst person in the band, he'd made fucking terrible choices a lot and was very selfish. Um, Yeah. I think he was the most talented and when it comes to actual like writing the songs, because Lennon McCarthy is like known as being like a duo of Lennon McCartney, McCartney, yeah, McCarthy, <laughs> <laughs> Lennon McCarthyism, Lennon, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Um, silence. Um, sorry, I've, the sound of silence. I, I hate that fucking. I sound. have absolute massive fucking heartburn today, so I'm oh trying really? To get You're heartburned up. It's pretty bad. That sucks. Um. So I'm just trying to get through it. But anyway, yeah, I just, I believe, because her choice was George Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. And she's kind of, she has more of that like hippie-like mentality with the way that she lives her life. And I think that, I don't know if that was her favorite Beatles member at the time. So I I don't know if I could say to what you had said. Oh, like it just carries over. If it carries over, I don't know. I feel like it just kind of appealed, he as a solo artist appealed more to her sensibility as an adult. I I do think he had more of a hippie sensibility because he was like the guy that liked the sitars Mm -hmm. and all that shit. So I do think... He was more like at peace and, and wrote about things about 
his, his peace and his like, he was, like in having the Middle still Eastern a relationship stuff. with like God and stuff. Yeah. But then you have Lenin, who people think of as a hippie, but he also like he wrote about a lot of pain and like his mom leaving and not having a good relationship with her and different things that even though he made a lot of mistakes as a human and as a human, I may not have liked him as a person, Yeah, but I think that he was a really good musician. And I, so and I think that he wrote from dark places and that appeals to me yeah. more. Yeah. And I think that's. Cause Paul McCartney was too like joyous was gonna, and joyful. What I was going to say it's like, it's like George Harrison seemed like the hippie spiritual one. Mm-hmm. Lennon seemed like the, what you just said, like kind the darker self-destructive and, and Paul McCartney just seemed like a happy. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Whatever, and he still right seems... about the happiness in life, and he still seems like that, which is good for him. I mean, it's cool; he can be so happy. But he just seems like a more mellow, laid-back person. Yeah. And then Ringo's just tagging along. Ringo's just Ringo. <laughs> and I mean, he—my mother's favorite Beatle, I think. But is do you think that that's her favorite solo career-wise? No, she loves drummers. Drummers yeah, were her right. thing, so I think she just gravitated towards that. And Ringo is also Marge Simpson's favorite <laughs> uh, Beatle. And see, and I don't think that I can come up with any Ringo songs other than It Don't Come Easy, which I like that song a lot. What's that song? Uh, got to pay your dues if you want to sing the blues, and you know it don't come oh, easy. Oh, really? That's Ringo? Mm-hmm. Huh, I like that song. I do, too. And you know it don't come easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh that's the, but that's the only one that comes to mind from him personally. Uh, I don't, I'm just choosing to not look it up right now. Yeah. If you guys want to yell yeah, at me, that's it. fine. But I can't imagine people are going to be yelling at me about Ringo songs. Like, why didn't you mention this Ringo <laughs> song? <laughs> Ringo. I don't, I don't think I enjoy the Beatles enough or know enough to have a favorite Beatle. And I don't think, I, I think I do know enough, but I don't know that I feel like I have a favorite Beatle because I like John Lennon. His like musical ability, but I think he sucks as a person. Yeah, and that. So I can't gravitate and be like, I have a favorite because of that, because yeah. it's it's very double sided. Yeah, and it's it's good too because I'm gonna make this point. You shouldn't let the person how they were in life change the music for you. The music should be the music, mm-hmm. unless you were a child molester. <laughs> I think there's certain things that you can do that can tarnish that. Yeah. But at the same time... Well, I don't think Lennon did any of that. I don't think that it's... No, he just, like, abandoned his son and shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think he did anything that can tarnish his actual music. Whereas, no. like, Michael Jackson, Whether when he... that documentary came out, it was hard to listen to oh, Michael yeah. Jackson's songs. And I, I can listen to Michael again. I'm okay with it. Yeah, but, but it's still, like, you always think. Like, but I have this sickness, like, in my stomach <laughs> yeah. that I don't know. It'll and never again, go away now. if it's true, fuck you. Yeah. But if it's not, your music... And even if it is... Ah, even thing, if it's it true, sucks. you made fucking amazing music, but it's hard to listen to without thinking of what you did. I can listen to any Beatles song, and I'm not going to automatically think, like, John Lennon was an asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... Like, Static X. I heard Wayne Static was a fucking prick. I'm not going to think, like, Wayne Static, ah, fuck him. You're going to judge I, the music first. I'm going to judge the music, and pretty much only. Well, now, with Michael Jackson... I am always going to think of that extra side. It's always going to be there. Would you like to ride the train with me? I am a little little boy forever. forever. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we are going to listen to the next track, which is You Make Me. This is supposed to be a pastiche of an Oingo Boingo. Which we did an album of. Yeah, um, but this is the one that they actually gave an idea of a track. 
that they think that it maybe was oh, influenced really? by. So, so it, we're going to listen to that. We're going to listen to nice. an Oingo Boingo song next, which I'm in- I haven't listened to. I just found it and added it to the list. If it's not so. on the album we did, is it? No. Oh, sweet. So that means I haven't heard it because I only know that one Oingo Boingo album. But it's the first track on another album, so... It might be popular to people who know Oingo Boingo. I don't know it, but I've always really loved this song. I love this song. And this song makes us think about Jimmy Pardo. Yes. Because And that's one of and, our favorite comedians. And Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Since that's part of the story. Remember that? I don't remember the story, I guess. The story was Pardo went on to host for, was it Scott Ackerman? Yeah. An old comedy death ray. An old comedy death ray. And then... He was like, I'm going to play something rare that nobody's played. And he played You Make Me. And then they're like, oh, yeah, Hardwick played that last week. <laughs> and he was like, fuck Hardwick. <laughs> See, and that is someone who was damaged for me. And I don't know that he, and I even like kind of felt defensive of him at the time. Yeah. Chris Hardwick. And I don't necessarily think that he was guilty, but like... I just can't listen to him anymore. I don't know what really? it is. Huh. And it makes me feel bad. Like, it's not fair. Because he is a pretty wholesome person. Yeah, he's wholesome and he got cleared of all that. I just found out that he got accused by a psycho lady. But I stopped listening to Hardwick before that happened. I just got kind of tired of... Yeah. Um, he's he's one of those guys who's so positive... That it gets hard that after gets a while. annoying after a while. It's like Fallon. I like Jimmy Fallon, but I can only handle so much. But it's a different kind of positive because we love Ron Funches and that shit's not old. No, and his is a different because he can also he can say he can also do a little sting out of nowhere, and you're like, ooh, and then he have a dark side, and then he tops it off with his big smile and his goofy giggle, and I love him. This song is fucking awesome. This song rolls, and I didn't remember listening to this. I have a feeling when I was young, in listening to this album, I have a feeling I fast forwarded a lot. I probably only listened to like yeah three songs because I got. Used, not used, exposed in my head to this song from you. You make me want And it's so good. And it reminds me of that hardware song later that he does. Because oh, yeah. it's got like hardware like store. metal noises in mm-hmm. it. Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I love this song. This has always been a good one for me. And knowing later, because I didn't know what all of the influences were. I had no idea that this was a pastiche of Oingo Boingo. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it yesterday, and you were like, oh, wait, this is Oingo Boingo. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, when I was doing the notes. I like Oingo Boingo, I think. And knowing one album. that we did listen to Oingo Boingo, yep. it's nice to have that perspective for me as well, because yeah. I don't have a lot of Oingo Boingo in my in my brain, yeah. in my filing cabinet in my brain. <laughs> brain cabinet? That's how I think about it. I don't know what cartoon showed it like that but i've always imagined like filing cabinets of information in my brain and i i assume i got the image somewhere from like, like a, cartoon. a cartoon yeah but my br- i do think that that is a something that's a vision that i see in my head when it's like i have to access that where's that it. file you and it's literally it. like manila envelopes <laughs> and just like and like a great like a beige manila, cabinet yeah <laughs> manila envelope and a manila and fucking drawer thing cabinet yeah yeah uh this reminded me of a this has nothing to do with it, but a Rugrats episode where they think they're like they're gonna get adult jobs, and they've heard that their parents were paper pushers, Phil and Lil, and in their brain they literally thought their job was just 
pushing, pushing papers. So it's like a big office with huge filing cabinets and papers everywhere. And they just have big brooms. And they're just like, yep, we're pushing paper. Oh, my God. That's so cute. <laughs> that's pretty innocent and adorable. Phil Mill were the shit. Yeah, that was that's funny. Because uh, John Gabris, who is a comedian, uh, his favorite character from that show is uh, Lil. Not even Phil. It's Lil. Because Lil was the grosser one. And she was the girl. <laughs> Yeah, because she like boogers and like yeah, she would like eat and... Phil's boogers. <laughs> <laughs> what was she, my sister? Okay, uh. so let's listen to the Oingo Boingo song. Yes, please. Gray matter that they. I'm assuming someone believes that this that song pulled from. Don't hear it yet. Nope. Gray matter. That's the brain. This is also again the opening track to whatever album this is on. Oh yeah. I'm hearing I it. hear this. You make me wanna eat pork. You make me wanna staple bagels to my face. Then remove them with a pitchfork. Oh yeah. Seem to put my finger on it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, this is totally a I'm glad that this was found. I wish that I could find I wish there were versions like this for all of the pastiches. Wow. You can totally hear it. And I like fucking Danny Elfman's voice, so I'm all in. It's extreme in this. It's very intense. What album is this on? I will look this up for you. Please. I might have to listen to this album. The album is Nothing to Fear. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know that cover. It came out in 1982. Yeah, I like it. I want to hear the <laughs> chorus. Oh, is it just an instrumental chorus? Okay. I think he's that doing exactly what Weird Al does. He does like two verses before he gets into the chorus. You can hear those kind of sounds in the back. Like, yeah, that hardware sound that I was talking about. Yeah, I like it. That's so interesting that this, like, 80s new wave stuff appeals to you. I took... I, I wouldn't have liked it 10 years ago, guaranteed. But it's, like, an interesting take on... It still has, like, a punk attitude. Yep. But it's just, like, a cleaner, more produced, yeah. synchronized... Yeah. Not synchronized, but, you know, synthesized And it's, and it's weird, still. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's normal. It's not like... You spin me right round, baby, right round. It's just lame to me. It's like weird, and he's putting weird sounds in it, and he's going out of his way to sing weird and be like, So if you don't like that, and Frankie say relax, what do you do? Do you not relax? Not until I got this CBD oil. (laughs) God, I'm so glad that that's legal. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad you're able to buy that from a store. Indiana almost fucking took it out again. Like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was legalized, and then, like, within three weeks, they're already trying to get it out. And it's like, come on, Indiana. I feel like I saw fuck? something like that kind of recently, too, where someone is still trying to, like, kind of fight it, and they're just <sighs> like, no, we've come this far. Like, the people are like, no. Fuck off. If you don't think pot should be legal, you're a fucking idiot. But that's the thing. They're going, They're Indiana approved hemp production because we're so good. Indiana is so good. <sighs> Uh, with like crops, we have good fucking soil and shit. That's why we got soil. We have beans, and that's why we're known for fucking bean 
corn yeah. nation out here. Do you know industrialized hemp has been illegal in all 50 states for a very long time? It's just you had to call it that. Mm-hmm. You had to say industrialized hemp. Otherwise, it was illegal. And now it's very legal. Yeah. You can just say hemp products now, CBD hemp products. But mm-hmm. before you had to say industrialized hemp. But for actual, like, it's being produced for industrial purposes. It's, so it's, it's so good. <laughs> I, and it's, I mean, hemp products are stronger than fucking a lot of, like, fibers oh, yeah. and paper. Yeah. And it grows so much faster uh-huh. than trees. Yep. And you wouldn't have to cut trees down if you just make things out of hemp. Like, yep. it's, there's, and, there's and I think the turnover, is it's, like, months versus years. Versus years on it, a tree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes sense yeah. to use hemp. It's insane that it's been it's crazy. illegal for so long. There's so, a yeah, guy I know Indiana like, jumped on that. There's a guy that made, like, airplane panels out of it and made a fucking airplane out of hemp products. It's crazy. It's like, when well, people say that, like, everyone, potheads think pot is going to save everything and fix everything. Fuck yeah, I do, motherfucker, because it keeps proving that it will. <laughs> it's proving a lot. It's proving that it helps like slow the growth of cancer cells. Yep. It uh, it's helping people with like epileptic seizures, people uh-huh. who have spasms in their muscles, people mm-hmm. who can't fucking sit straight and like eat and be comfortable without having just fucking like jolts in their system constantly because it's yep. just like misfirings of their yeah. nervous system it's insane what is it when you see people with like those uh, like uh what's the michael j fox thing um parkinson's parkinson's and you see them like uh, and they're just like moving like Where crazy like and their then body they, hurts yeah, from moving so yeah, much yeah and then they smoke a joint and then like in 20 minutes they're just like sitting there normal and they're just shit. like i feel so much better it's like how can you not look at that and still think it's evil shit like that makes me want to cry yeah because you see how it is working and how extreme and how painful it must seem like their uh-huh. everyday way of life, the way that you, you don't think about that, how just being able to sit uh-huh. and be calm is something that you should be fucking grateful for because Absolutely. there are people out there who don't have that ability no. and it sucks for them. Uh-huh. It makes me sad. It makes me very sad yeah. that it's, it's something as simple as a plant, <laughs> a plant can help a plant that anyone can fucking grow and fast. It's sad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like fucking sad. It, it, I can't imagine living with that Parkinson's action because, like, my legs drive me crazy enough just yeah. with being slightly restless sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you can't stop moving. It, you're right. It looks painful sometimes. Well, didn't you were prescribed like a low dosage a low do- Parkinson's <laughs> yep. medication for your restless yep. legs, which you don't think you take? No. Or even filled the prescription, no. did you? And I've actually noticed since I've slowed down my caffeine intake recently, I'm not like drinking. Uh, Cokes at work anymore ever okay. since I got out of jail. Okay. I've noticed my legs are not near as crazy. It's so all it sugar caffeine. and caffeine. I think it's sugar and caffeine because not only am I down in three Cokes during the day with that caffeine intake, that's a fuck ton of sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much sugar. And sugar is not good for you. So, But I also wasn't aware of how much you were ingesting because I don't see you during your work hours uh, yeah. when you really need like caffeine and stuff yeah. to get through the day. It'd be, it'd be one Coke before 10, it'd be a Coke at lunch, and then it'd be a Coke around 3 o'clock. And those are all 320 ounces. Whereas I, on a day where I need tons of, uh, like if I'm just feeling like my fuel is depleted, is good depleted, um, I will take like tiny multiple cat naps throughout the day. Because I get like 10 minute breaks and stuff. I'll, I'll, I mean, which I've talked about in the past, but I will lay down and I will nap for like 10 fucking minutes and that's all it takes. And sometimes 
that's enough to get me another fucking couple hours. That's good. Or does sometimes it make you even more tired? Uh, it's a give and take. The yeah. first time, because I always I set an alarm, so I don't like sleep. I can't just wake myself up after <laughs> yeah, ten minutes yeah. of sleep. Wake up two hours later. Oh fuck! Yeah, the very first time <laughs> is rough. Yeah. But then, but sometimes it's all I need because they do say, like, you should not take long naps. Like, if you really want something to rejuvenate you, you should truly take like, it's like ten a to twenty 15, minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. A minute nap. Yeah. Um, so I do feel the benefit from that. And I've always said that I thought that work should have a cot in a back room that you can just like take a little nap and just get – because sometimes you do. You need that. And I, I am not someone who consumes – I don't drink coffee. Nope. So I, I'm I'm honestly miserable a lot of days. <laughs> Fuck, it sucks. Well, people, you're home by yourself too. I'm home by myself Sitting, and I'm just staring at a computer. Staring at two computer screens. Yeah. So it's it's difficult. It almost sounds like school. But it's different because I'm like wrapped in a blanket and I don't have <laughs> a to. Cat around. Well, and I don't have to. That the thing that hurts me the most is that I don't get up and take a shower and leave the house and deal with like the temperature change and then deal with like seeing people on the way into the building and then like sitting down and having to clock in and all of that structure will wake you up. You know, that 20 minute drive oh, to yeah. work, like all of that. Oh, yeah. So just rolling out of bed 20 minutes before I need to start. And a lot of times I pee, brush my teeth, and immediately log on and start working. Like, there's not enough time to really fully wake up, so it yeah. fucking sucks. Um, we need to get back into this so we can take a break, because cool. I feel like this is really long-winded, and a lot of it's my fault, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, we're at an hour and five. <laughs> All right, so we're going to listen to the third single. There are three total singles from this album. The first one was Fat. The third one is I Think I'm a Clone Now, which is a parody of I Think We're Alone Now. And this is actually, a, this is a Tiffany parody, but this Tiffany version is actually a cover of I Think We're Alone Now by Tommy James and the Shondells. And Tommy James will come back, which is interesting. Very interesting. That, uh, Very interesting. That there are two songs by Tommy James and the Shondells that were covered by two different artists that Weird Al did parodies of on this album. And huge hits. Yeah, huge hits. Huge hits by themselves, the originals. Well, the covers of the originals. I kind of love this song a lot. I don't like the original, I'll go ahead and say that. But this song is so funny, or, or fun to me, not funny. And there's something about when he says, like, they produced a carbon copy, man. I don't know why, I just like it a lot. Um... There's a fuck ton of Weird Al songs that I enjoy, but hate the original. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of them right. for me. I know you're a TLC fan, but I don't give a fuck about Waterfalls, but I love Phony Calls. See, I don't really care about Phony Calls. <laughs> that was my era. Uh-huh. That's when my that Weird was. Al era. That I was, was buying them as they were coming out. See, and that was the area that I listened to the radio, like, to fall asleep at night and stuff. Yeah. Like, I had the radio on all the time. So I would I would know in the '90s the originals first. Yeah, I did too in the '90s, but it's like but I remember like going to the store to get the new Weird Al album. Lucky like, you! A couple times. Yeah. Like Running with Scissors, I remember going to get that. That's a good one. Can't had to get a new one because uh, his was fucked up. From listening so much? No, it just didn't work when he got home. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. He had to go back to Walmart and he's like, can I get a different one? And they're like, of course, let's go get one. This is when Walmart was the place to go to get CDs. Now, like, 
Now when I go into a store to look for, I don't even look for CDs anymore, but if I just so happen to like, I'm gonna go look at the music selection. I'm just like so lost. Or I just see the same albums that I've been seeing for 30 years now. It's still so, it's a much smaller selection oh, than it used to yeah, be. It used smaller. to be rows of CDs, yeah. and now it's just like, yeah. It's like, here's a display front and back. Yep. I remember going to Best Buy and like having like hours of looking at music, and now I go to Best Buy and it's like, okay, there's that one CD that I might buy. I felt like I could spend a lot of time just looking at stuff from Best Buy. I always really liked looking through concert DVDs. Oh yeah, they had great concert DVD selection. And they might still, because DVDs are, you know, you don't, there's no like streaming service that has a fuck ton of concerts on it, which I think is, like, somebody's missing out on that. Somebody needs to get a streaming service that exclusively is like based around music. Because I know, because well, Netflix will do concert specials or like artist documentaries, because they did like this whole Beyonce really? thing uh, last year, I think. Unless it was earlier this year, I don't know. Um, and then there's some like Taylor Swift one in the works. Yeah, but it was like their Netflix thing, though, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. But they're still like they're just not doing it a lot. Yeah, like Netflix is killing it with stand-up comedy. Absolutely. But like, I don't know why they're not pushing more for concerts because yeah. I think that that would just I think that would be great for them. I know they've done yeah. it with many different artists, but they're more doc. Bases. Yeah, I, I think, think it'd be cool if somebody ways. went and got like all the old older things. Like, just there's so many concert videos out mm-hmm. there. Somebody needs to do that because there's a lot of artists that I don't necessarily like, but I will fucking watch. Like, remember we on Access TV? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we'd come across some concert. Never heard of this person before, but I like watching live music, so let's yeah. watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, and I would never buy it or listen to it, but this is cool to watch. Yeah. Look at that drummer; he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. But nobody's doing it. Nope, they're not, and they should. Just throwing that out there. Um, So let's listen to first the Tiffany version, which that was an actual parody of. I think we're alone now. Why didn't it start like this? I don't know that I've ever sat down and listened to the song in its entirety. I think I just have watched enough VH1 like behind the music (laughs) specials and stuff. I love the 80s. I mean, I've watched the Leif Garrett behind the music so many times. Oh, yeah. So, oh, See, there's a good example. I will watch any behind the music. I don't care who you are. I love I will watch music no documentaries. Matter what. I've made you watch so many different music documentaries, too. Like, about back, backup singers yeah, and it's awesome. studio musicians. It's and, fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan. It usually sucks you in pretty, pretty fast. It, yeah, and I'm a musician, so it's like... Even if I don't like the music, I'm like, ooh, look at that recording console. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at that drum set from back in the 70s. Oh. This song's lame. Very lame. It doesn't even have the same energy. No, it's lame. Weird Al's got more of like a fun, upbeat energy. All I can think of is a mall when I hear this. Yeah, stuff <laughs> like this and New Kids on the Block and oh, um, like Debbie Gibson, all of that stuff. Lame. Yeah, there's no substance to it. This was huge. Tiffany was huge. And I feel like I knew Tiffany more from um, like reality TV shows in the late 90s. <laughs> yep. On or I Love VH1. the 80s. <laughs> God damn, I watched I Love the 80s. The shit out of that. They produced a carbon copy man. <laughs> okay, so um, let's fade out of that and let's let's listen to the Tommy James and the Shondells version. Shondell it. I have a feeling this will be much better than the Tiffany one. Oh, yeah. 
I know this. Oh! I'm more familiar what? with this. Wow, yeah. That's so weird how you can know a song but not know what it is. Until you hear it and it just clicks. As soon as he started singing, I was like, I fucking heard this. This is way better than the Tiffany version. And I that love that. Line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would actually listen to this. I mean, I'm not going to ever put it on, but if it came on, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Well, this is jamming. It's got that classic tambourine action in it. This is heavy bass. I didn't it realize is. how heavy bass this song it's was. It's almost heavy, too. Like. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know, but we were outside there for a second. <laughs> did you hear the crickets? I did. <laughs> um, I think uh, this is probably a good note to go out yeah. and take a little break. Yeah, listening good, to, uh, good idea. I think we're alone now by Tommy James and the Shondells. His first appearance. Yeah. Way better than the Tiffany version. Yeah. But not as good as I think I'm a clone now. No. Never. All right, we'll be back. You make me, you make me, that's what you do to me. We're back. Hello. What's up? Uh, took the dog out to pee and she peed. She peed. She peed. She peed. She, te- she teed like she was supposed to. God damn right. Because I hit her in the mouth. That's not true. <laughs> I, as soon as I said that, I was like, Wah. I don't want to be known as a guy who hits a dog <laughs> yeah, in the mouth. No. In <laughs> fact, I told you the story in jail when I heard a guy telling uh, someone else about the time that he kicked the dog across the room. Oh my god. And if I had been in, if I would have known I was going to be in there for a couple of years, I would have totally had the added charge of assault because I would have stomped that motherfucker's face in. But I was only in there for five days and I didn't want to add that charge. But I totally wanted to stomp his fucking head. How does someone talk about kicking a dog across the room so freely, like, without shame? Because they're meth heads. Ed- they're fucking meth heads who've, and they're, and that's the thing. Like, they're all, like, so fucking pompous. They think they're all so cool. And it's like, oh, is your bitch hot? Like, you're asking that, you no-tooth motherfucker? You don't, you don't get, you're not allowed to ask that. Look at you, you undesirable fuck. But you're of course they do, because the, those are their priorities, Ugh. which is why they're in jail. Ugh. Don't go to jail. It's stupid. Especially not in Podunk, Indiana, where it's just all, which I'm sure a lot of the country I'm right sure now is, everywhere is, meth. is meth and heroin, yep. which is what most people were in there for. Absolutely. It was silly. Absolutely silly. They were either That you the... were in jail, that you were in jail <laughs> for La Lechuga del Diablo. <laughs> I wanted to work that into the episode at some point, but uh, the devil's lettuce in Spanish is... La lechuga del diablo. Del diablo. Del diablo. There's a uh, skater named, fuck, I can't remember his name. La lechuga del diablo. But, uh, he started his own marijuana company. Good for him. In California, and it's called The Devil's Lettuce. And they sell like free rolls and stuff, and one day I would love to indulge in the actual Devil's Lettuce. Well, one day when you're not... Uh... Under this grip of probation and house arrest. Especially this anklet that you're rocking. Yep. My leash... That's what I call it. Once that's broken and the probation is done, what's your probation officer? Let's give a shout out. She seems pretty fucking cool and reasonable She's not as a my person. probation officer. There's two separate people. She's just my house arrest person. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have two separate people. I have a probation officer and I have her. So when I go in on the 11th, <coughs> I'll meet my probation officer first and then I go and see Katie from house arrest just to 
I guess you just got to see me every once in a while. Oh, wow. Yep. I feel like I I could puke. Oh, because of your heartburn? My heartburn's really your heartburn bad. Bernie Sanders? I feel like there's lava in my gut. It sucks. And I feel like I could vomit like a volcano. Magma? I could. Well, no, because that would... The flowing magma, but spewing lava. Is that the difference? When it mm-hmm. comes out, it's lava. And in the crust, it's magma. If it's just like rolling and like coming down, it's it's like magma. Isn't that what it is? I don't know. I'm not a fucking okay, well, volcano Okay, well, this expert. is never good for my phone when I listen back. So we'll try and see how this goes. <laughs> um, if it'll even do it, because my phone is plugged, plugged in. It probably in. won't. So yeah, it. it won't work. So I need to know... What's the difference between magma and lava? I think magma is when it's still in the crust. That's why I thought if it was just like seeping versus if it's spewing, it's lava. But well, I don't know. Seeping and spewing are the same thing. No, like if it's coming if out it's, of the volcano, I think if it's, it's like lava. an eruption, if it's like spewing out, but if it's just like kind of rolling, of like breaks in the surface, isn't that magma? I don't know. Okay, lava versus magma. Ooh, what someone about, else has done this. What so. about smegma? Magma is composed of molten rock and is stored in the Earth's crust. Lava is magma that reaches the surface of our planet through a volcano vent. Boom. I was so, right. So, maga, maga. Maga. Ah, ah, ah. Maga is molten rock stored below the surface. So, someone just waiting to explode at maga. Make um, lava great again. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, yeah, magma is below the crust. Lava is... When it's out. Out. I just, I thought, yeah, I thought it had to do with how it came out, I guess. But I guess not. It's just the release. It's kind of like it's, it's semen when it's inside your balls, and it's jizz when it comes out. <laughs> Jism. Jism. It's Ma- one of my favorite words. Magma's inside, lava's outside. There so, yeah, it, there's magma inside, and I would spew lava. Yeah. That's fun. So, we are doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Weird Al. <laughs> We've been listening to uh, Weird Al's Even Worse. This is his fifth studio album release. Um, Sam's hanging out with a dog. I'm petting a dog. He pet a dog's butt, and she was really happy. Now, she's. Oh, I thought she was going to come back for more, but. She's so damn itchy. Poor thing. I keep pouring itching powder on her every morning thinking it's going to go away, but it doesn't. Itching powder is a thing. It's not just something that was in cartoons and old movies in the 40s. I don't know. I don't know that is a real thing. So we are listening again to Even Worse. It is a collection of parodies and pastiches of uh, 80s. Just like every other Weird Al album. It's very, but it's 80s. It's decade. It's so 80s. And uh, we're going to get back into this. By listening to Weird Al's second, and since we've got through all three now, final single from this. It is the cover of La Bamba La by Los... Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. It's the cover of La Bamba by Los Lobos. Oh, well, that's <laughs> hard to say. La Bamba by Los Lobos. And uh, it's lasagna. It's Lay it on me. Love the uh, I love it. accordion action in the beginning. He's such a good accordion player. He's great. Yeah. You can hear the clicking of like the keys. Itching powder is totally real. I just looked it up. Continue. That's all you need to say. It's totally real. It makes people itch. You want the summer lasagna. Yeah. 
What else did Los Lobos do? I don't know, but I've heard that name a few times. Other than La Bamba, I feel like they came back and did something later in life. Yeah, didn't they have like a hip? Yeah. Mamma mia, bambino, samara yo, samara yo, samara yo. You should have tasted my lasagna. <laughs> I think of Kent Goldsmith when I hear this song. I love. There's like an almost like an aggression in his voice. Yeah. That I love. It's uh, very like confrontational, and I, I love it. It's like he gets an edgy nasalness every once in a while. He's like. I love that tone. He doesn't do that much anymore. No. He's much more clean nowadays when he sings. I bet it was like damaging to his voice. I've, I've noticed that most of the people I love, when I love their voice the most, is mm-hmm. when they were damaging it. That, yeah. Like Metallica, James Hetfield, he uh, fucked his voice up hard. Chris Cornell. Yeah, he fucked his voice up hard. But when they were doing it, it sounded fucking awesome. Manje, manje. I've always loved this song. It's always been a one I played. It's fun, and I like it way more than La Bamba. Cause it's about something sure. that's delicious, lasagna. By the way, we're going to talk about lasagna right here. Nada to the ricotta. Oh yeah, we've done this before. We had a poll. We're oh, yeah, we have a cottage all the way, baby. We did have the poll, didn't we? we ricotta did a, win. Rick, ricotta won by a landslide. Ugh. Fucking morons! You're all fucking morons. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I love that kind of shit too. How you, let's put me gargling in there. <laughs> That's the thing. Like just weird random sounds thrown in here and there. I'm a fan. Yeah, I think of Kent Goldsmith during his song because he would, like, especially this part. Luigi, Luigi, like, I just I can see Kent seeing it. He knew the words more than I did. I didn't have any friends that loved Weird Al like I did. Really? So it was never... It sucks. ...something that I could share with a friend. If I had a friend who listened to Weird Al, it was Kent. Kent and I were the Weird Al kids. Which, by the way, I'm going to bring up, I think I got Kent back into the Insane Clown Posse. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. That's insane. (laughs) He's not listening to him balls out. I think he just remembered, oh, yeah, there's a few songs that were funny to me and I did enjoy. He's not like... Back to Juggalodum. <laughs> Back to Juggalodum. Juggalodum. But he definitely uh, remembered some songs. that He said that the Great Malenko episode really brought him back. Great Malenko. Great <laughs> Malenko. <laughs> he said it brought back memories. He was always... And he was one of the people that got betrayed when the whole he this was, is God thing. He was personally he betrayed. Felt betrayed, yes. That sucks for him, I guess. <laughs> and that's when he stopped. That's when he stopped listening. I'm still I'm I'm trying so hard to find this Los Lobos song that I feel like that came out, but I still can't find at all. Um, I, so was it, was it just another band that had a name similar to Los Lobos? Because there was a once some band that had there was three guys they had long hair. It was like the Texas something I can't remember, but they had a big hit and they were supposed to be like the next. I big thought so thing. too. But I, yeah, I don't understand. But let's, in the meantime, we'll listen to why uh, lasagna exists, at least in the form that it does. Um, here is La Bamba. Isn't mm. this, wasn't this, there a movie about this dude? Yeah. Was it called La Bamba? It was. And I've seen parts of it. Maybe I've even seen it. I don't remember. But it has uh, the three-named motherfucker. Isn't it three names? I don't know. I can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his goddamn I don't know. name? But didn't he do that one song too? The the Christmas song? 
the what's that fucking Spanish Christmas song that everybody sings? Lou Diamond Phillips. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, it's not baby. It's cold outside. No, it's not a Spanish song. <laughs> no, baby, a, it's cold there's outside. There's a song where it's like, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Oh yeah. What is that? I don't. It's not La Cucaracha. <laughs> <laughs> From the of my heart. I don't know. It's hard to think of when this fucking song's going on. I'm gonna. Yeah. Everyone knows that song. Everybody we knows that song. We don't need to goddamn listen to it anymore. Yeah, we all know that lasagna is better than that song anyway. I wanna wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Christmas. I wanna wish yeah. you a merry Christmas. What's the Spanish part of it though? Because he does like a whole Spanish verse, and I feel like it was the same dude. I don't. That Lou Diamond Phillips played. That LDP. LDP? Yeah. I really wish... Lou Diamond Page. <sighs> yeah, I can't find... Los, Los Lobos is a goddamn mystery. The Los Lobos is... This is a Los Lobos Christmas song. Christmas and You. Christmas and You? <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, I can't... Um, can't, I, uh, I can't find anything that they would have done. So I'm still look up, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas? No, no, I'm still trying to I, I just must have the band wrong because I swore it was Los Lobos who came out in like the late nineties or with Mid, something. the late nineties. They had long hair, they wore like cowboy shit. Yeah, it was black like, cowboy it shit. It was like Texas type. Feliz Navidad, that's what it was called. And it was not them at all. Well, no, I didn't think that was them. I thought it was. Jose Feliciano? That's who did it. Okay. Feliz Navidad. Do, 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 do. I really wish I was able to find this Los Lobos song beforehand because it's going to drive me fucking crazy that I don't... Because I am I must be wrong. It must be something close to Los Lobos. No, it wasn't Los Lobos because Los Lobos died when that fucking guy died. The La Bamba guy. He's dead. He died a long time ago. That's why they made a fucking movie about him. Mm-hmm. And then there's... I can't... It, there's some band in the 90s. I, I know it. They wore cowboy hats. They had long hair. Damn it. We should just move on because everybody's like, this is fucking miserable. I know. Hold on a second. Late 90s. <laughs> Late 90s Mexicans who dress like cowboys. Mexican band. Uh, popular. <laughs> this is <awful>. Music. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure this out. It's going to drive me nuts until I figure I see. it out. So, Cut out minutes 126. Shut up. We're going to listen to the next track. This is a, which I didn't know this until I was looking this up. Um, the song is called Melanie, and it is a pastiche of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which I now totally oh, really? hear now that I pay. Oh my God, wait. It's playing another Los Lobos song. Oh, it, no. is, <laughs> it is not properly where it needs to be, and that is my fault because no one wants to listen to more Los Lobos. Um, Melanie. Oh, really? This is supposed to be a Tom Petty and the the Heartbreakers? Which later I can kind of hear it, but this, I I feel like it's earlier Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Hmm. This song's funny because it's just like a stalker. Mm -hmm. He dies at the end. It's fun. He has um, some dark songs on this album. Yeah, he's got dark songs in general. Sometimes he gets real morbid. Yeah, he does. I guess I didn't even think about like, that. He's not afraid to like go there, but it's always still kind of wholesome. It's weird. Like the night Santa went crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a, a straight-up slaughter. There's like, he, <laughs> he straight-up kills people. That one's kind of brutal, for sure. I also can't find the Spanish band. <laughs> I am on fucking lookout. I am going through popular artists and uh, like different decades and shit, and I cannot find this. Is Los Spanish for the? Did I just sound like a fucking moron? Yeah, I guess. Like the boys, those boys or something. I still don't hear the heartbreakers. That's why I think it's almost like early heartbreakers, where they were kind of, I think, more together before becoming much more like singer songwriting or sounding, I guess. I like how we were talked about it, but to take morbid subjects and put it to something that sounds happy. Mm -hmm. I like when people (laughs) do that in general, usually. We're never going to figure this fucking band out. It's driving me insane. I know. (laughs) But I do like this song. I do like when he gets creepy for sure. For sure. Are you trying to find anything fun over there? Yeah, I'm. It's driving me crazy too because I remember being at like the bowling alley and like they would play this song and they were like supposed to be like a huge new group and then just the one song happened and then just totally gone. A classic one-hit wonder situation. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of am detesting the term one-hit wonder because really? most of those people. Well, first of all, most people don't have any hit, so it, it drives me crazy when a normal person goes, you mean that? What's wrong with your phone? I don't know. I heard that, too, when it did that earlier. Um, it drives me crazy when normal people who have done nothing with their fucking lives are like, oh, you mean that one-hit wonder band? Yeah. Well, you were a no-hit wonder, motherfucker. You didn't do anything, and most of those bands are still touring and making a living. They're doing just fine. Well, one thing... I'm and gonna, I'm in a one-hit wonder band as well. <laughs> yeah, kind of, technically. Uh, not, no, kind of. It's true. Well, I meant one-hit wonder, because they did also have... A lot of people like the Bear song. Yeah, that's true. It, it was only one true one hit. One technical hit. Yeah. But, a lot of, but I see online, like, when I watched that uh, Bill video um, with the promoter... Oh, yeah, yeah, getting his money. Mm-hmm. Let all bad, let all bad. That was hilarious. It was very <laughs> on brand, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, if there's anyone freaking out, um, I'm not talking about Los Del Rio, who came out and did the Macarena. No. Um, that's definitely not who no. we are. These, are. these are three guys. I remember them having long hair and wore, like, cowboy they black, like, like, trench coats. They were, like, Texas Mexicans. Yes. Yes. Texicans. <laughs> Texicans. <laughs> and it's driving me nuts. Hopefully someone figures it out. Because I don't think we're getting it. No, we're not. And, I'm, and I feel like we're I feel like we're giving people a shit show right now while we're both just looking at our phones trying to figure this out. 
Well, I mean, it's better than at least we're at least we're on topic and not talk, talking about some random fucking thing and not paying attention to the like killer fucking lyrics in some of these songs that we've just totally ignored for the podcast purpose. I like not talking about the songs. <laughs> you got problems. This next song is a parody. It's so, a parody. I still didn't hear any Tom Petty that whole time, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what a website said. Fuck that website. <laughs> okay, so um, this is a parody of Moni Moni by Billy Idol, which is the other song that is a cover originally by Tommy James and the Shondells. But Man. we will first listen to Alimony by a Weird Owl, the weirdest of all of the owls. This And this is like a live sounding track. He doesn't yeah. usually do this. And Is it because in Moni Moni it's the same thing? Yeah, because it's specifically like a cover of the Billy Idol version. Yeah. I do not like Billy Idol. Me neither. I've never liked him. He's one of those people that it's like, people are like, yo, you had a punk attitude. Like, come on now. Just because you put some leather on and spiked your hair doesn't mean you're a fucking punk. Doesn't mean you qualify. But, I mean, from what I saw on the other day of that video, he parted like a motherfucking punk. Do drugs, drink an alcohol. This is one of the Weird Al songs that, even though it's still his, I'm still not a huge fan of because I just don't think I like this rhythm for some reason at all. This song has always, again, I believe that this is a great album, but this has always been a song that doesn't quite hit as heavy with me either. And I think I've always kind of felt like that. I don't think that that's something that has happened over the years because, I mean, Billy Idol doesn't appeal to me and never has. No. But this song has also just been, it's just been a little lower on my radar. It's a nice day for a white wedding. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. I'm just going to agree. I'm, I'm in too much pain right now to, uh, to say things correctly. Apparently. I, I am Gree. That was a... That was a Groot reference. <laughs> I got it. Good job. I'm surprised yeah. you got it because you've never yeah. seen those movies. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, no. Macarena. 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 La Lechuga del Diablo. <laughs> Please, someone figure out that goddamn band. <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the night trying to figure out who these <laughs> fucking assholes are. <laughs> who are apparently so important that they've been burned in both of our memories, but we have no idea who the hell they are. I really think it was a Los something. Felt like that, too. I can't figure it out. I think and they played, like, guitars and stuff. I think so, too. And I've looked up so many lists. Of, of people, but I might be in the wrong decade. I might be looking in the 90s and it was early 2000s. Early 2000s. That could be. I think they're all brothers, too. Something. They were like the Spanish Hanson. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, they were Spanson. Spanson? Yeah. Spansion? You need to expand your mind, baby. I am, man. I got my CBD. <laughs> I know it wasn't the ketchup song by Lost Ketchup. Nope. Not Lost Ketchup. Lost Ketchup. 
Because they're females. Oh, so what? Las. Is it versus an a? Los? Mm-hmm. Huh. So wait, is Las Vegas like a a female? Yeah, and Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Is a dude? Is a dude. Huh. It's the dude of angels. It's the angel dude. Fuck Los Angeles. You're not a fan? I'm a fan of what goes on there with comedy and stuff like that, but I have no interest in going there unless I'm being paid. I have no interest in in places like that. Even Las Vegas. Places that are big and shiny and all about like gambling and yep. nightlife and the only good thing about Las Vegas is people. fucking recreational weed. That's about it. I hear even th- though it's weird to smoke there because it's still like illegal to smoke in public. So you have to like pretty much have a residence to smoke at. And I think they were working on weed lounges so you could go and smoke inside of a lounge. Mm-hmm. But last time I was there that didn't exist. So I'm still like hiding in the back of a hotel parking lot, still yeah. smoking joints, even though I bought it legally, but I could still get in trouble. It was very strange. I've heard, oh, well, not heard, but I've read pe- that people say that uh, Vegas weed isn't as good as like Cali weed and stuff. Huh, it was fine. I think you just got to have the eye for what you're looking for. I think it, well, I mean, maybe it depends on where it's being grown and versus dispensary. Northern California versus... The fucking desert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially. It's probably coming from parts of California and Colorado. And if that's the case, then there's travel, so it might not be as fresh. Actually, I don't think they could do that yet. I think it has to be in-state, because I don't think it can travel borders. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rules. I don't know the laws. I don't know how that works. But um, regarding this, I unfortunately think that we have to dip into uh, the Idol? the Billy Idol money money. This is darker sounding. Heavy bass to it. Yeah, Al definitely uh, made it more energetic. Yeah, sounds more live than the Weird Al version, too. Mm-hmm. His voice is much smoother here than I expected it to be. Versus, like, White Wedding, which is what I'm more familiar with yeah. than this. I think either I've accidentally seen Billy Idol... Where a band that was at the Oldies Fest covered this song because I have a very vivid memory of like a big stage with lights and this song being played and me being like at that age still like ugh. <laughs> I yeah. never liked this song. Are we gonna listen to the Shondells? You're getting ahead of me. But barely, yes, we are going to listen to the original, the second song by Tommy James and the Shondells, which is so interesting mother, to me. That motherfucker got paid that he, summer. He did. <laughs> that summer. Or In that summer. He went to summer. work for her that summer. <laughs> I was doing, what's that band? In that summer. In that summer. That's um LFO. Yeah. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch <laughs> And then I die from leukemia Is that what he died from? It was from? something like that, I don't know, it's not nice Wasn't he on a reality show? He was Wasn't he on a reality Wasn't show? He, on a... he was hey. He was definitely on a reality show What's with these people? Oh, these people <laughs> I don't think you could say these people Okay, so we're going to listen to Moni Moni, the original Hopefully it's better Well, earlier it was better Fucking right it was Than the Tiffany version, so Tommy James kicks ass compared to the artists who decide to do his, do covers. I still just don't like this song. I don't know what it is. 
No, I don't think it's a great song either, but it has more grit yeah, in it than I expected more rasp in Billy Idol's voice that I didn't get. Well, it's because he's a fake punk. <laughs> it's got, like, microphone distortion in it, too. Oh, yeah. This sounds like definitely not a remastered version. It sounds gritty. This sounds more like it's in a room. This sounds like it's in a hall. It sounds like a choir singing in the background. Yeah, this has like a room sound. And like people singing along from like... Better than the Billy Idol. Not better than the Weird Al. But I'm still not a fan of really any of the three. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Even though Alimony... Still, it's funny. I was always surprised that he didn't use it more as a play on words. Because his name is Al with alimony. But maybe that would have been too cheesy and he didn't want to work himself into anything. Yeah, I think that's a little bit like too uh, breaking the fourth wall on that one. Like, hey, it's me. A little Al. too self indulgent. Yeah, except for Weird Al show. That's like the only time he's really talking about himself. Mm-hmm. It's not like, even though, what's that fucking song that I do every once in a while when we sing? Uh, Albuquerque? Yes. That's almost like a biography, a fake biography of himself, but he still doesn't like mention his name. I'm Al. Mm-hmm. Like I think Weird Al shows the only time he's talking about himself, even though that's all fake too. Oh, this is a story about a guy named Al, and he lived in the sewer with his hamster pal. But the sanitation workers really didn't approve, so he packed up his accordion and, and had to move to a city in Ohio where he lived in a tree, and he worked in a nasal decongestant factory, and he played on a company bowling team, and every single night he had the same recurring dream where he was wearing leader hose and a Nevada sour cream, but that's really not important to the story. Well, the very next year he met a dental hygienist with a special attitude on a rum, and he didn't keep in touch, but he lost her numbers, and he got himself a job on a tennis farm, and he spent his life savings on a split little king when he lost the surface of the earth. Really makes a modifying jelly bean and pickle sandwich for what it's worth. Then one day uh, I was in the forest trying to get a tan when they heard a torch screaming of a funny little man. He was caught in a bear trap and Al set him free. And the times that he rests from as grateful as could be. And it turns out he's a big shot producer on TV, so he gives Al a contract and he would you know. Now he's got his very own weird show. That was fun. That was awful for you guys, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Harvey the Wonder Hamster next. Harvey, <laughs> Harvey, Harvey the Wonder Hamster. He doesn't fight and he bus. doesn't squeal. He just spins around on, on his, his hamster wheel. gangster wheel. On his gangster wheel. <laughs> yeah, Harvey's a fucking gangster. Harvey yo. the Wonder Hamster gangster. <laughs> Harvey the Wonder gangster. <laughs> so why should do a parody? Gangster of Ham- that and gangster. make it about gangsters, yo. I don't know, but it smells like cat litter in here. I'm going to go on to the next song. Um, and I think uh, this is an interesting song that uh, I don't like. I don't like Elvis and I don't like Velvet things. But if you put them together in a song by Weird Al, I'm a big fan. Uh, let's listen to Velvet Elvis, which this says um, here. It took me a long time to figure this out because I didn't ever figure it out on my own. But it's totally obvious that this is a pastiche of the police it's oh, so okay. police i was gonna ask you what the pastiche was My life, it used to and it, it sounds so much like the police and it took me a long time to figure that out and then i was just like duh when i heard it because <laughs> the whole structure is very the police this is a huge song for me i, love I don't this song. i really love this song yeah. i don't know why but it's so i played a, a green jello show at uh called kung fu necktie in philadelphia we set up our merch by this table. Me and Billy Youngblood and I are sitting there, and I look up, and I notice a poster of Elvis 
And then I look at it a little closer, and I go, wait a minute, is that? And I felt it, and no shit, it was a fucking Velvet Elvis. And I was like, I didn't think these existed! I thought he just made it up! Oh, they're real. They're real. Which which is the only piece of Elvis thing that I would ever own and put up in the house. Oh my god. A Velvet Elvis, specifically because of this Weird Al song. Yeah, I don't really want to have Elvis like no. hanging up in the house though. So if we can avoid that, that'd also be fine. I'll put it up in the studio, you won't even see it. If there's a way to make that real, then yeah, I don't want to see it. I, maybe we need a Velvet Weird Al. <laughs> if anyone wants to find a Velvet Weird Al, let us know. You don't have to send it to us, but let us know and we'll buy it. Oh, you do have to send it. But to us. But if you want to send it to us, we like it. Disregard what she just said. Send it to me free. This is a good song. It's totally police. So police. That's yeah. so the police. It's all I live for. Yeah, I like this song. It's all I need. My velvet Elvis. So good. My velvet Got a good Elvis. groove. His voice my is good in it. Elvis. I agree. Like, I think this is like a good song in general. It's not just like a good weird house song. It's like, you could jam to this. It's very catchy. He does. He gets that every once in a while, where he makes a song, where it's like, no, this is actually like, I mean, it's good in the Weird Al world. This is like mm-hmm. a good song, and I love it when he does rap songs and he crushes the, the original. Oh yeah, like White and Nerdy. Oh yeah, beats the shit out of White and Dirty. I mean, it just stomps it into the ground. Oh yeah, for sure. His rapping His ability skill is insane. So good. People should totally respect Weird Al's rapping. Cause right, yeah, they should. It's good. I mean, I think Kirk has said that, like, Weird Al is an amazing rap. He really is. Yeah. Especially in White Nerdy. It's impressive. Do you think it's because he's got such a vast vocabulary? So he, like... Yeah, he's just temple clean. I saw this article, kind of recent, where it uh, diagrammed out rappers and how much vocabulary and unique words that they used. Yeah. And it was, like, Waleeb Kali was, like, at the end, and he used, like... A lot of different words. It was like four thousand something. Yeah. Whereas like ICP and like they were in like the twenty-five to three thousand unique words. Mm-hmm. And like uh, it, it showed more newer rappers were way less. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think Weird Al would probably be if he had a natural rap career. He'd probably be like way up there. I think he'd be high on the list. Yes. Yeah. And I think that makes you seem smarter. I think so. I think that's why I think it's crazy to think of Weird Al as a hack because I think he's super creative. He's a he was literally a genius. And you don't have to just say fuck and ass and dick no. and stuff to be funny. Like he doesn't do that. No. He actually like he's funny. He Crafts a joke. Yeah. A real joke. No, no fallbacks on anything simple or easy yeah. at all. Mass respect over here, Weird Al. We we, we got love you. you. <laughs> Do you think he uses a lot of vocal tuning software lately? Like the last two albums? I don't know. He's talked about how he has just gotten better at singing over the years. I found it. I found him. I found it. I found it. I fucking found him. No fucking way. What was it called? I can't believe I found it. Los Lonely Boys. Los Lonely Boys! That's it! I literally went into Google Play. And I searched Los. I couldn't find anything for all the things that I thought, all the creative ways I thought I was going through Google. <laughs> so I just went and searched Los. You ready to hear yes, Los Lonely Boys? Los Lonely Boys. By Los Lonely Boys. I can't believe I found it. This is heaven.
This song sucks <laughs> so much. Do you, you're going to remember yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure I will. It's, it's not hitting any. Came any out in 2004. Yeah. 2004. So, so it was our yeah, senior we Close, lonely boys. Ugh. It's very pandering to white people, I feel like. Hey, See, this hey, is not Los Lobos at all. Oh, yeah. Lord, help me get yeah. Away. Fucking got it. I'm so glad you got it. And during the episode. I'm oh, glad yeah, it so wasn't like later tonight. I couldn't give it up. I couldn't. I even closed the window of uh, the Chrome Navigator, the internet, and I, I just opened it up again and went right back. I was like, I can't let this. It's just like, hey, middle-aged white woman, you're allowed to like Spanish people now. Here's this right here. This is like essentially the chorus, I think. Is it? Not a very right good here. chorus. <laughs> Definitely not Los Lobos. Los uh, Lonely Boys. Yeah, Los Lonely Boys. Fucking not good. No. How far is heaven? <laughs> I'm so glad you figured it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that's over and done with. Let's move <laughs> now on. You can get back into the episode. <laughs> the, we only have two more songs. Um, this has always been a favorite long before I had any idea that this was a pastiche of the Beastie Boys who. I am a fan of the Beastie Boys, but uh, this song has just always been super fun. Um, it appealed to my childlikeness because it's based on a game. It sounds like a fucking commercial. Let's get into the killer of a song, Twister. Yeah! <laughs> I fucking love this song so much. Good job making it sound like the Beastie Boys. Oh, it's dead on. Yeah. Oh, I love it. He's got that. That's that voice I'm talking about, where it's like, uh-huh. I love he it. He used to do it a lot more. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Spin the spinner and call the shots. <laughs> Twisted ties you up in a knot. And he sounds like a New Yorker. Yeah, he's doing that like Brooklyn sounds. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's perfect. Check it. Right foot blue. Right foot blue. Left hand red. Left hand red. Red, white, yellow, blue, green. Yeah. <laughs> I, fuck, I, like, I like, too, how he... Gets three different voices in there to sound like the Beastie Boys, and it, but they're all him still. This song is just a little over a minute long. It's so short. Oh, I love this part right here. Oh yeah, right, classic right here. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> From MB. Milton Bradley. Yeah, I remember. That's another song that reminds me of Kent. That song rules. Because he would always, at the end of the song, he'd always like look over at me and be like, from MB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any friends who know what this shit is like. I just sat around with my sister. <sighs> well, at least she got it. She likes Weird Al. Yeah, I mean, she she totally gets it. But like, I don't I don't have any friends who I was able to like gravitate towards with the, like connect with this and be like, oh yeah, this song. Not necessarily. Because I even feel like Sharon gravitated more towards like, Yoda and stuff also more yeah, in, mid, mid in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I think she's more like off the deep end kind of weirdo. More in the in your Yeah. I mean, I vein. love it all, but that's like what I grew up on mm-hmm. was that stuff. I feel like she was in the same boat. Yeah. Did you so, play Twister when you were little? Yes. Yeah, I did too. I always enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd still like to play it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, th- I think about that because I think I saw something. I mean, I know that I saw something very recently and it's like 
a huge inflatable, almost like a mattress that is like a giant twister game. Nice. Which I think having the instability of standing on a mattress <laughs> would be ridiculous. Like you would just be falling over constantly, which <laughs> I've never been all that great at twister anyway. Yeah, I don't remember if I was good or not. You're long, so you could I am definitely <laughs> reach things, but I don't know how like flexible you are. Uh, not very. <laughs> I know that your hips do lie and you can't move them very well. That's true. I don't uh, mean in a mean way. I mean no. like when it comes to like dancing. No. You don't have Shakira hips. No, I can't like I can't separate that from the rest of my body. It's very I'm very stick like. No, because you just tried to do it and you one hundred percent moved my whole body. You did the Conan like string dance. Yeah. Because you your hips don't yeah. flow. I'm a very it was c- just straight like stick. Uh-huh. Like. I'm Conan bodied. I'm very Conan bodied. You are Conan bodied. Uh-huh. Just tall, thin, lanky. Yep. Legs longer than anything on me. All right. So we have the last track. We are to the last track. This is a pastiche of a James Taylor song. Really? Um, or of James Taylor in general. But this website did actually provide... Like, I was wrong. They did actually give kind of a, an example. Um, but it's still technically a pastiche. This is... Um, I'm sure you may have heard, since we talked about the Beatles earlier, there is a song that was kind of popular by the Beatles, um, and it was called Michelle. And I hate that song with a passion. Wait, the Beatles had popular songs? And when I was a kid, there was a bus driver. It was the very first day that I started riding this particular bus, and he opened the door, and it was immediately, Michelle, my bell. And I wanted to smash my fucking head into the concrete, <laughs> because I've heard that my entire life. Um this last song, which again is a pastiche of a James Taylor tune style, whatever. Um, this is my favorite song that has my name in it. Because I know we all like will hear a song and it has our name in it. And we'll be like, oh, that song has my name in it. Or it'll be like, whatever. And so um, Good Old Days is a song that I uh, I think it's a good way to end the, the album. So let's start this little tune. Another example of morbid subjects. But put into such a sweet, pretty package. Yeah. Um, is there a song with Sam in it? Probably. I don't know of one. Let me search. Besides that one song I wrote, Sam is an asshole. What about Sam Lima Ding Dong? That's not real. Sam. Yeah, this song's so fucking morbid. He's a psycho in this song. Yeah, I love this. Fresh biscuits. Um, actually, there's a Frank Zappa song. What's it called? I can't see the whole title, which sucks. Hold on, let me rotate my phone in just a sec. There are actually lots of songs called Sam. There's an Olivia Newton-John song called Sam. Two Chains has a song called Sam. So there are a lot. Um, Sam with a showing scalp flat top. We're listening to that after this. Which is from an album that he did with Captain Beefheart. Ah. Old Beefheart. Man, I hate when people are like, eh, I prefer Beefheart over Zappa. Like, what? Who cares? It's all, it's different, but who cares? Because I love Willie the Pimp. Like, I, I like Beefheart Zappa, but. I think Beefheart is even more like, whoa, no. Oh, no. Michelle. You'd fuck it up. <laughs> I don't have anything good to say about this. There we go. I don't know why I set fire to his place. I remember what I was saying. Oh, the thing. Yeah. He's way more avant garde and weird than Zappa ever was. I would say so. 
getting the good old days. I got fucked by these. I don't usually have my phone on the, the rotate. I usually have it to not rotate if I turn my phone. And I turned it on to see what that song title was. And that kind of like... Oh, really? That's what fucked me up. And then it like accidentally selected a Sam Smith song, which we're not going in that route. I don't know who that is. Stay with me. I don't know who that is. I don't know. It might not be him. Do you remember sweet Michelle? She She was was my high school romance. She was fun to talk to and nice to smell. I had a dream last night where Sam told me I smelled bad. Meanwhile, I've never smelled you ever besides you spray. That's good to know. We've been together for 12 years and I've never smelled bad to you. That's great. I'm lucky. You're too clean. I'm pretty clean. I can still hear the screams. Oh, I wonder if she ever made it home. Yeah, so morbid. Tied her to a chair, shaved off all of her hair, left her at the desert all alone. And then bring up this point that I made to you the other day. He doesn't hear her screams in his nightmares. He hears her screams in his dreams. Sometimes in my dreams I can still hear the screams. Yeah, that means he's like having a good time. Those were the good old yeah, no. days. You're so clean. Can you, like, you can't imagine not showering for three days. I can't imagine shower, not showering for a day. Yeah. When I had like, when I was super sick recently and was like shitting myself, just diarrhea all the time. Um, I still showered every day. I was puking. I was diarying simultaneously at times, and uh, I can't go a day without showering. Can't do it. No matter how sick and terrible I feel, I will throw myself in the shower in yeah. some like fucking days. If Sometimes I have that to. makes you feel better because you're getting all that shit off of you. Especially, yeah, because I was just like cold sweating and just yeah, you got man, all it was that rough. sweat on you, and you're sweating out the sick. You might as well get it off of you. Yeah. Whereas I, sick. I've gone five days without showering before, no problem. <laughs> that is so gross to me. You didn't shower at all when you were in the big house. No, I was going to shower that one that day because I thought I still had one more day of jail and I was going to shower that Monday and then all of a sudden they're like, Sam Iser, you're gone. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> See ya. Which, by the way, Decatur County, I think you fucked up. Yeah, I think it was only, it was, it, it, I mean, calendar wise, it was four days. Yeah. I'm supposed to do five. <laughs> but whatever. No well, I'm not going to argue when the guy in jail goes, Sam, you're leaving. Yeah, no one's yes, going to complain sir. about that. So let's <laughs> listen to the song that they think that this website um, believes that this, the good, uh, not the good, Good Old Days kind of pulled from. And it's a song by James Taylor called Only One. Oh, you are my only one. I hear it. You hate it? I hear it here. I hate James Taylor. Like I don't like his style at all. It's so white bread oh, and safe yeah. oh, and yeah. like. Oh yeah. It's made for middle-aged white women. Ugh. At that time, now it's for like sixty-year-old white women. There's no substance, but yeah, I don't even want to play that game anymore. <laughs> but I could kind of hear it in the beginning. Um, that didn't last at all. <laughs> it was enough. Um, we got the we got a taste, and uh, yeah, good old days is way better. So just to play with you for a little bit, just yep. add more time on this episode that no one's yep. going to hear. Um, Cause I like to pretend that no one listens, even though millions of people are supposedly listening. Isn't that what you say? That's what I always say as a joke, but our listenings, our numbers are going up. That's cool. They keep going up. All Thanks right. for people who are telling people, I guess. Thanks. Let, let's dive on into some Sam tracks okay. for, for, for the shit <laughs> of it. Right, let's do it. So we will start with, once again, I have to rotate my phone to he- to read this cause it's too long. 
Frank Zappa, Sam with the showing scalp flat top. Later, be zappy. If it's with beefcake, it's gonna be weird. Beefheart? Sorry, beefcake. Beefcake is from Guar. Beefcake. Why, when I was knee high to a grasshopper. There's beefcake. Oh yeah. Black or beef. God damn it, beefheart. <laughs> I'm ruined. All that tobacco juice. I used to fiddle with Hello. my back feet. I'm beefheart. It's just gonna be like this the whole time. Absorbed every echo. The music was. Thud-like. We have to at least hear your name. The music Hopefully. Thud-like. Probably doesn't say it till like the very end. I usually played such things as Roughneck and Thug. Opaque melodies that It's less than three minutes. Let's skip on ahead a little bit. See? It's like the whole time, isn't it? Particular about the point it made. All right, Sam, two chains. <laughs> two chains. What do two chains do? I don't. Something that we probably don't really know. Um, he did. Luxury. I don't know any of these songs. Well, I hate it already. <laughs> I don't know any of his songs. You guys should totally submit your favorite songs that have uh, Sam's name in the title. Here's Sam by Olivia Newton John. Uh oh. Turns out all songs with my name in it suck. <laughs> this is bad. It's like a Disney movie. Wow. Oh my god, if we ever break up, I'm putting this song everywhere. <laughs> Just kidding. There are other songs, by the way. If we ever break way. up, you're not going to have anything to do with me. No, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking... Okay, so there are more. This is Odd Future. This song is called Sam, in parentheses, is dead. Please be good. It has parental advisory on it. Parental advisory and donuts. I just want one good song with my name in it. Well, there's some others. There's a Johnny Cash one. Life is a game if you want to play. No. Nope. Counting all your own mistakes, living it with no It's delay. the best so one so far. Father didn't show me my instincts to yeah. take the open lane. I, I would agree. All these Let's listen to Sam own. Hall by Johnny okay. Cash. This is the best so far. I disagree. I'm not a Johnny Cash fan at all. Yeah, but I can take well, this. My name it is Sam Hall. Sam Hall. Hi, yes, Sam. my name it is Sam Hall. It is Sam Hall. Terrible He's lyrics. old here. My name it is Sam Hall, and I hate you one and all. Ooh. And I hate you one and all. Damn your eyes. Wow. Okay, this is the best I one so far. The man they said, Damn your eyes. So they said, is this about the fucking Vietnam War or something? I killed a man they said. I don't know so what that's supposed said, to mean. People hated. I killed a man. They Warner's said, eyes. I don't know. And I there you go with your racism again. <laughs> and I lived what else would you say? Damn your eyes. Damn his eyes. Damn his eyes. Because he just doesn't like the person. All right. I the next go. song is going to be Sam's a Town by the Killers. I'm gonna play one more song because I'm sure no one is enjoying themselves. This last I'm song, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that this existed. This is amazing. This is awful. It is. This is the Jackson Five. Oh, 
Jumbo Sam. Ooh. Uh, they heard about my penis. <laughs> Not or your, true. Or your fucking ego. <laughs> yeah, that'll work too. So this far, this is the winner. Yeah. Jumbo Sam. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he, they is, weren't so young here. This is genuinely good. Oh, yeah. He has a teenage voice. You can tell just from his voice. He wasn't a little kid here. No, no. Sounds kind of little kiddish to me. He's like a teenager. This is not like Rockin' Robin. His voice is... Oh, yeah. yeah that's a good point. He's not so, like, squeaky and... Yeah, I know his voice through the years. Yeah, this is jamming. Jumbo Sam has won. Jumbo Sam wins. If anybody thinks they can beat Jumbo Sam, try it. If you think you can, you're fucking wrong because Jumbo <laughs> Sam wins. But no, uh, please, for real, if you, for real, if you have a... Uh, goofy big hat? A goofy <laughs> Sam song or whatever Sam-based song that you want to submit, I think that that's fun because there's probably way more out there. It cannot be by an artist named Sam. I won't even fucking listen to it, um, but it has to have Sam's name in the title. Sam's a pretty like because my name wasn't even in good old days, so I don't know why I'm setting that stipulation. But we're trying to find Sam songs. That's the whole point. Of Sam this. songs. Sam songs. <laughs> so we need to find songs with Sam's name in them. Mm, Sam. Okay, so we are to the point of the podcast where uh, it's time to go over some fucking questions. It's time to do the questions. Do the questions. Do we got some questions for ya? We got some answers for ya. We got some questions. We got some answers. Shut the fuck up. Do the questions. Do the questions. Jumbo Sam. Holy shit, that was loud. Okay, so um, why did I choose this? I thought it was time to finally listen to Weird Al. It had been a long fucking time. We've talked about him a lot. We've had the gong forever. Yeah. Makes sense. The Weird Al gong? Yeah. <gasps> Weird Al. That was the last one for the episode. Um, so, yeah, this is classic to me, even though I love the first album of his. I would say that this one I believe to be more solid. This album fucking rules. It's fun. Is it your favorite Weird Al album? <sighs> I don't know if I can say that. There's but, a lot of good Weird Al stuff. But there's so much good stuff out yeah. there. Because then there, there'll be songs like even Mandatory Fun, his last album that came out. There's good songs on there. Good. And then, in my opinion, one of his best fucking songs, I would say, is the last track. And it's one of his longer songs, Jackson Park oh, Express. Yes. That's a, an amazing song. That song is incredible. So yeah. he just, yeah. He's just good. He's just good. It's I, hard to narrow it down. But do yeah, this is probably, I mean, if I had to... If if in a pinch, um, if I had to come up with my favorite, I'd probably yeah throw even worse out there. I don't even know if I think of Weird Al in album terms. Sometimes you just think of like just like songs. a plethora of songs, mm -hmm. not just not even just hits. Just yeah. what, what is a hit to you? Yeah, what stuck with yeah, you? Some of my favorite songs weren't hits. Oh yeah, by far a yeah. lot of mine are as well. I mean, the, my favorite song on this was not. Released as a single. Mr. Frump and the Iron Long. Oh my God. I mean, that's not a hit. And that's from the first. But it's one of the fucking best songs he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that he does that with the uh, the accordion box and just opens up the air thing. <laughs> I love that song so much. Um, Mr. Frump and the Iron Long. Okay, so what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? Fucking easy. Easy goddamn peasy. Easy peasy. 
peasy. What did you think when I gave this to you? Peasy. What I thought was you actually said off the deep end. That's that's true. <laughs> I was thinking of that album. And that's that what I was like, oh, easy. But I mean, this album was easy too. But I originally thought you meant off the deep end. And I'm that's one that I'm nope. not as familiar yeah. with. So interesting. Got some classics on it there. It's got Oreo. Oh, 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 Oreo. What's in the middle? The, the white stuff. stuff. <laughs> Speaking of uh, New Kids on the Block, who I brought up earlier. Anyway, um, do you know how many times you listened to this? Uh, probably four. Okay. It four was total. less than a week. Yeah, it was less than a week, and I was pretty familiar with this album, mm-hmm. and I kind of forgot about it, really, and then I kind of crammed it in. Mm-hmm. So, But I knew the songs well enough that it was just more of like a refresher. Yeah. Plus, we did watch... Which there were not many, but music videos. Videos. Yeah. Um, Please, people, watch the fat video. It's amazing. The fat. No, we'll share it. Yes. I will definitely put it out. It's so good. The banter and stuff at the beginning. It's one of the best music videos I think that exists. And I can't believe it's the Fat it's Boys, the and I just found that out today. Fat Boys. It's perfect. Ding dong, yo. Oh, ding, ding dong, ding dong. Man, you ain't fat. Man, you ain't fat. You ain't nothing. And that look, you ain't nothing. That look he gives after he says you ain't nothing. He just holds it there for a second. His nose is like so geeky. Out. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, d- uh, why did I say? I didn't say how many times I listened to it. I listened to it seven. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. feel like I should have listened to it more, to be honest. But I'm so familiar with it. Yeah, very familiar with it. So. I feel like this shit runs through my blood. Um, you bleed, weird owl. I do. I do. I bleed. I bleed you. Speaking of bleeding. Uh, total off subject. I just thought of this, and I don't want to forget telling you, so I'm doing it on the podcast. Okay. Um, okay. I'm barely uh-huh. on Twitter, but I uh, share. I retweeted Jimmy Pardo, uh-huh. and I said that I wish that he were my dad. Uh-huh. And that conversation went on a little bit between him and Abby, and then he also said something about like he was down. If I forget the papers, <laughs> like, so Jim, I think Jimmy Pardo is going to be my dad. Nice. Does he? Did he recognize you? I don't know, but my Twitter picture has only ever been the time that he came to Shelbyville. So you oh, with your head sweater, yeah, bluey Anderson hat, yeah. and he's in my picture. So I th- he may have recognized us. He better by now. Every time he sees you, he's always like, "Oh, what's your name again?" Like he he knows you. But Last he just time can't he your genuinely name. felt bad that he can't ever remember my yeah. name, and then he always remembers <laughs> yours. And it's like, dude, I get it. I'm basic uh, as fuck. I'm. I've always been that memorable one. Do you remember when we went to that? We went to a head shop called Hippie Bob's, mm-hmm. and we got some stuff. And then, like a year later, we went back to Hippie Bob's. And he remembered you, and he asked for your ID, but not mine because mm-hmm. he remembered me, but not you. And I was the reason why we went there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but times. it's it's a double edged sword because I can't ever. I'm always I always stand out in a crowd. I look like mm-hmm. fucking Ronald McDonald. I've always had kids looking at me like. Like point at me mm-hmm. and think I'm like goofy looking. So. If we go out to eat and there's like a baby nearby, staring at they're me, they're staring at you yep. a lot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I stare back and I make a weird face. I do that too. I always make weird faces at babies. Got to. It's fun. What are they gonna do? Tell the parents? <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but I do that to babies I know. Like if I if you introduce your baby to me, I'm gonna w- make weird fucking faces at it yeah. and try and get it to laugh. Absolutely. That's just what you do. I think that's just like built into us. We're like, oh, there's a baby. Yeah. I'm gonna make that thing laugh. Yeah. Or it's gonna cry. Yeah. Oh, yep, I've done that before too. I've done that a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so least favorite song, Sam. I think I know what your least favorite song is. Do you need to look at a No, I think I just gotta go with Alimony. Okay. Just because that song in general just doesn't hit me right. I mean it's not a bad weird owl song and I do like the lyrics. But it's just, just doesn't hit Weak me right. Spot. Yeah, 
That's still a good song. I just, I mean, I detest the originals. So <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna agree with most of that. Um, and agree with the fact that Alimony is my least favorite song. Oh, as you well. go, we chose the same one, huh? We did. There you we go. agree on this one. So I'll let it play for just a little bit, even though we aren't into it. And I think that's about good. That was uh, Alimony is our least favorite. Alimony. Now, when it comes to most favorite. Do you need a little more time for this? Um, I, I just need to look at the list real fast. As you know, one, I don't take notes anymore. I don't write anything down anymore. I so. only do if it's something like this where I feel like there are going to be a lot of other things to reference where for every song there has there's a cover. like It's a parody or a pastiche, and I think it's important to have information like that. So, I mean, sometimes I'm off the cuff, but sometimes I still do notes. Not that you guys care, but that's what I do. Sam, what's your most favorite <laughs> okay. song? Okay, so I'm going to say this. I almost chose Fat just because it was like, I just remember it almost, it's a classic. I think it probably got me into Weird Al. Mm-hmm. And it's that I would have chosen that. But after listening to this that album That probably a few got times, a lot of people into Weird Al. Yeah. I think my favorite song is Velvet Elvis. Dude. <laughs> it's... It just hits. It's a good song. Like I said, while we're listening to it, it's just a genuinely good song. I love it so much. And I'm not even like a big police fan. No. But I love this song so much. I love that line when he's like, oh, he's so great. (laughs) So simple, but the way he says it. Never ages, never puts on weight. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great song. It's It's not my favorite, but I, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think that the the last chunk of songs are solid. And so after Alimony, you get uh, Velvet Elvis, Twister, and Good Old Days. So I'm I'm so in for the last chunk. But when it comes down to my personal favorite, um, I'm very interested because I thought for sure it was going to be Velvet Elvis. Well, and I, it, I love it so much. And I love that Good Old Days, I mean, it's my favorite song with my name in it. And yeah. I think that the song is so morbid, but like happy sounding. Yeah. I love so many of these songs that it wasn't super simple for me to come up with my favorite. Yeah. But, because I love them. I mean, I love Melanie. I love Lasagna. I love fucking Fat. Um, so for me, it's classic... For me, it's something that I've always really loved. It it makes me think of fun things. It uh, makes me feel good. It's high energy. You make me. Oh, yeah. This would have been... Yeah. Fucking great song. Yeah, You Make Me, I'm pretty sure, is my favorite song on the album. So I'm, I'm sticking with it. Oh, I love that hi-hat. That's what you do to me! <laughs> yeah, good song. That might be my second favorite, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. And honestly, Velvet Elvis. See, I don't even know if I can say it's my second favorite. I feel it's like it's, good it's such a cluster between... Because, I, yeah, even Good Old Days, I think, is great. But I would probably put... I might put Velvet Elvis as my second. So I think we're pretty uh, we're pretty close to each other. When and it comes to Weird Al, you and I are simpatico. Pretty much, I would say. And you like... I mean, you like stuff from off the deep end, right? Like that you've heard it's just you're not super familiar with it yeah and honestly there are things there I, there are songs in there in that time period that i don't like really that i'm just not a fan of like phony calls i could never listen to that again and yeah. be fine with yeah, that's, it that's not one of his best what about trigger happy 
I love trigger yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. I got an AK-47 <laughs> and I know it makes me feel <laughs> all right. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. La lechuga del diablo. All right. I feel that kitty cats are full of lead. We'll have to use them as a pencil instead. <laughs> trigger happy. Classic. Gonna have to blow you away. I don't remember how it goes. Um, so we have our most and our least favorite songs out of the way. How old was I when I first started listening to this? I was a child. Probably, it's one of your earliest memories, probably, isn't it? I would say so. And it's it's definitely, it's like a fucking pastime. It's like spending time with my family. No, My dad loved this. It being goofy, me associating goofy and silly with my dad. Um, so it make you feel like at home. Like it's a very homey. Yeah, feeling which wraps into the next question. How did I originally feel about it? It's always been a good feeling. It's always something that I feel like I've really clung to and connected with. And uh, I never lost it. I've I've never grown out of Weird Al. Um, would I recommend this today? One hundred and one hundred and thousand percent. That's yeah. a that's a thing that you say. This is one of the rare albums that I would also just be like, I don't care who you are. I don't mm-hmm. care what you listen to. I'd recommend it. I feel like it's something that appeals to everyone because a lot of people (laughs) like 80s music. So why don't you step it up and listen to the better versions of all of these songs? You know, I have a friend who saw Weird Al having sex. Yeah, I think that's insane. And when I told talked about that on the podcast, I know I'm not sure if you have or not. He went to a hotel to try and he went to the hotel. He figured out the year before which hotel room he was staying in. And then the next year when he came around, he figured it's probably the same hotel room. So he went there to try and get his autograph. He peeked in the window and he said he saw some weird out buttocks going to town. <laughs> I can't imagine him as a sexual creature, but of course he is. He's a human. Yeah. yeah. And he He's has a wife a and a child. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So yeah, definitely recommend it. Sam, would you choose to listen to this again? Uh, yeah, I listen to it every once in a while. Not, I mean, not like, all the time, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to listen to a Weird Al album, this is one of them. Okay. That's good. It's got so many good songs on it. It's definitely fucking classic, if you ask me. For sure. <laughs> I'm a pretty big fan of it myself. Um, I think that's the end of the episode, except for one more thing, which is, you know, next week. Sam, you have something for me, and I don't know what it is, because last you gave me ICP, so uh, yeah. anything's yeah. on the uh, table. Uh, 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 yep. We're listening to ICP's Riddle Box now. <laughs> What if I just kept giving you ICP Then I would stop doing the podcast. (laughs) We are listening to Mudvayne, LD50, the first commercial major release album. LD50. The only Mudvayne album I listened to. Okay. This was a big moment in my life. No wonder you said that Kent was excited about this. Oh, yeah. I told him I was doing it, and he thinks it's a masterpiece. Of course. Kent loves Mudvayne. That's one of the... Kind of. Likes this album a lot. I mean, he did. Like, that's one of... Yeah. That's one of his, like, core... For sure. And it was one of mine, too. It's what got me into metal, but we'll talk about that Yeah. in the episode. All right. So, uh, that's it. Thanks, for everyone, for listening. Thank you very much. We really appreciate Once it. Once again, we are on social media. We're not good at it, but we're there. But we're there. <laughs> but we're there. Um, couple of critics podcast. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Find us. Um, check out... Check out the album with us. Check out this Mudvayne album. Listen to it. Be ready next week with us. LD50. LD50. Um, go back and listen to any previous episodes. It's fine. Um, thanks for listening. We appreciate <laughs> it. Unless you don't like us, then why are you listening? It's yeah, weird. Right? But uh, thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye.